0: I'm Sir
1: Matt the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. It is time for Raven's Nest. Yeah, once
0: again, our monthly kind of group hangout, um, mega theory episode as we record with our patrons, our loyal bannermen, you know, trusted members of the Knight's Watch, Hedge Knights, yeah. uh, you know, Maesters of the Citadel bannermans with with no name or no faces you know all of them
1: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly yeah and uh we've got a lot to cover today Mm -hmm. you know yeah this is the last raven's nest before season eight so right right yeah so and uh we will have maybe like a follow-up kind of friday uh that might be during the you know, once the show has already started, it might be right before we just had so many Ravens that we wanted to get, you know, I, I think I've got like a, a 14 page doc here and I've got like a nine page doc wow. you know, for follow up Friday. So it's a lot, a lot of crazy stuff here. So,
0: yeah. So. All right. We've got a handful of people uh, in the group chat with us. Um, we'll be kind of calling on them intermittently as we progress throughout these theories. We have a lot and try to get to as many of them as can. Um, We'll see we'll see how it goes uh if it starts to turn into like a 4 hour recording well okay better hang that on because it's one, hang two, on it's going to be an 8 hour recording so <laughs> uh no but as we get going here um yes sir Ezra I think we I say we we just jump right in
1: Yeah that's fine uh these first couple are actually um there's really no comment to be made on these it's just kind of a a, a catch up here you know from um oh my gosh I'm going to struggle with the name is it is it um, Ambalash I'm I think. Uh, oh. I, don't know. I was gonna let you hand I was gonna let you handle that, but I totally I don't speak I, totally I,
0: don't, speak, I don't speak Dothraki. So, you know right. I'd, uh... <laughs> we're
1: gonna have to get a pronunciation because this is actually the former high priest to the great other, the three eyed, you know, the, the, the excuse me, the three eyed Falcon of the First Men. Mm-hmm. So this, I just thought this was hilarious. And uh I, I kind of couldn't believe, you know. Uh, we got like three, I think, uh, ravens from him. No, we got two here. Oh, okay, and uh, yeah, and, uh, threat, yeah. Man. So
0: yeah, so um, this um, person or 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 aspect of something, I, I'm not entirely sure. The high priest, high, the priest, high priest, yeah. Uh, as as he goes by here, dear lords. In the beginning, there was only darkness, and when it awoke, light was born. As the light beheld the darkness and flame, uh, its flames flickered and fe- fell below. It, uh, it's embers are your words of creation. It's breath, the breath that keeps the coals burning. Relore, Know that the wind of winter is the spirit of the great other and its darkness runs through the heart of every man. Relore will be defeated in the wars to come unless the living behold their darkness and know... Uh, the word that awoke the great other i wish you good fortune in the wars to come (laughs) i like that somebody just immediately but is that a fucking threat bro like right
1: (laughs) under this. i mean come on it is you know this is this is the high priest of the the great other you know uh uh, basically wishing us good fortune in the wars to come you know this is the enemy this is the enemy so uh there's what we got one more raven from him here and then we'll we'll just go around robin introduce everybody and kind of you know, to talk after we, after we read this one here. So, um, okay, real quick, uh, dear Lords, I write you once again, because I know my first Raven may have been rather ominous being that I live far beyond the reach of many Ravens. I am just, uh, I, I am just now receiving words from your small council. I am a night seer. And after leaving the temple of the great other, um, eons ago, I became a meditator between, or mediator between the old gods and the first men, bestowing visions upon the green seers to enlighten them on uh, of the coming winds. Perhaps you have already received teachings of the symbolism represented within a song of ice and fire. If not, it would be my honor to send you a raven, whenever possible, to perhaps see further into what lies beyond the markings of paper and quill. Thank you for your work. It will guide. Many through the coming night. I just thought it was kind of cool because I I like the way you know this person writes. I just think it's 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 kind of neat and ominous and 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 cool. So yeah, we would love to actually have a a talk about you know the symbolism and some of that deeper meaning, you know, uh, in regards to a song of ice and fire. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: Um, real quick, I thought what we would do is just uh, well, actually, you know what? Let's just because I think the major the, the major part of this is. We wanted to do kind of a—that's uh, just a first, uh, you know, meet and greet kind of uh, Raven. Mm-hmm. We have a huge follow-up on the crypts of Winterfell. Yes. So, our first Raven is about the crypts of Winterfell, and I thought that would kind of get us going. And then, or would you—would you rather do Lord Adam Parker's responses first, or we—you you, want to start with the? Um... Just a different take on the Crips of Winterfell.
0: Let's do um, let's do the Crips of Winterfell, the, this take on it, and then we'll let Lord Iron Parker go first because he had obviously that huge theory that we read yeah. um, an episode ago. And then we he, he can kind of compare, contrast to this, talk a little bit about it his own, some of the responses, and then we can have some other people kind of join in and, and the whole deal. So,
1: Okay, nice. Okay, mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and
0: take it away there. Alright, my lords, greetings. I hope this letter finds you in good fortune. In my recent study of Maester Yandel's A World of Ice and Fire, I came across an inter- interesting play of words in the section on The Long Night that piqued my curiosity. It is said, So complete was the winter that fell on the world. I believe that Winterfell was raised upon hollow ground, the site wherein the battle for the dawn took place, and the physical location where, in fact, winter fell. It is also my belief that the crypts of Winterfell are kept, uh, in the crypts of Winterfell are kept both the Horn of Winter and Lightbringer, the Stark ancient, uh, some may say sacred bloodline, as well as their Estout honor, required new worlds, um, like legend. Uh, oh, sorry, 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 I skipped ahead there um required them to be beneficiaries and gardens of these sacred relics secondly similar to the new world's legend of king arthur only a stark may um, excavate restore and wield both the horn of winterfell or both the horn of winter and lightbringer thus explaining the curious there must always be a stark in winterfell and the stark words winter is coming lastly he slash she who wields lightbringer is azor high reborn stark plus lightbringer equals ice and fire in regards to the prophecy of the Three-Headed Dragon, John alone has the blood of the Starks, blood of the First Men, blood of Old Valyria, and King's blood. He also has the magical ability to warg, thus his blood is both ancient and magical. That being said, his accompanying heads must also contain blood that is both magical and ancient. Only Bran and Arya share uh, share of his sacred blood. In order for Daenerys to be part of the Three-Headed Dragon, there must be a th- uh, a third that shares her blood of John. and... Uh, uh, of her blood and John's both, Tyrion. Perhaps proof of this would require more study. I hope this helps in the wars to come. Um, long days and pleasant nights, my lord. I am b- uh,
1: Blashkareth. Blashkareth. So- Dude, people are tra- we're trying to figure it out in the, uh, in, the <laughs> in the Discord. Um, but yeah, so is is uh, yeah. I mean, is our high priest here trying to make the claim that that the Horn of Winter and Lightbringer are in the Crypts yes. of Winterfell. Yes. Okay. Is. Okay. Gotcha. I mean it just uh yeah. And then and then he also goes on to kind of talk a little bit about the 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 the, the you know the magic in the blood, the mm. the Starks and the Targaryens and, you know, um all of that. So yeah, let's uh so let's I'm grab yet. a few folks. I'm in. gonna grab
0: I'm gonna grab Lord Adam Parker here because uh so I wanna talk a little bit about this and kind of Lord Adam Parker's take on what's in the Crimson Winterfell, then just kind of open it up. What do other people think? You can reference this or Lord Adam Parker's uh, kind of theory or your own. Um, yeah, yeah. have yeah, the whole kind of spectrum. But I want to bring on Lord Adam Parker first. Uh, so I have you
2: uh, live here. Hey, there everybody. He um, hey. Just, just taking a look at this, um, you know, from what he sent. Actually, I was thinking Jamie would fulfill this, you know, as the third head. So you have John who has blood of old Valeria and blood of the first men. Mm-hmm. Daenerys has the blood of Valyria. I guess not really blood of the first men, but Jaime, assuming of course that he and Cersei are uh come from the Mad King, uh, mm-hmm. assuming they're you know the bastards that that theory. And then land yeah. the clever is also mentioned in one of the age, ages of heroes, and I believe that Garth Greenhand, brand the Builder, yeah. land the clever those right. are all must be blood of the first men. Right. So. Theoretically, Jamie could be the third head of the dragon, having blood of old Valyria, blood of the first men.
1: Yeah, nice. I like that. Yeah, that I, yeah. Now, I have a question about the just real quick, Lord Adam Parker, that Aria, eh, where, where was that? That he was talking about Aria and, and Bran. What does he mean by that? You know, that being said, his, his accompanying head, that be, relating them back to John,
2: is he saying that their blood is shared? Something I was thinking that too. Um, I, I think just Aryan and Bran. Uh, well, I guess why wouldn't Sansa be included? Um, oh, because Sansa doesn't have a wolf anymore. So Aryan Bran are wargs. Oh, and I see maybe okay. that that kind of power. The because of the first men. I get you. Know, ya. Most of them are wargs, or I guess that's maybe it's. Um, yeah, I guess the wargs were more the first men. The children of the forest were more green seers. So that's mm-hmm. why Bran has both warg and green seer. That yeah. he's allowed
0: to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, I wonder right. I wonder there's a um, lot if them. Sansa would have ever become a warg. But you know, obviously her her wolf dies so quickly that she just didn't have like the time to make that connection.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, they're all wargs, mm-hmm. right? Aren't all Stark Children Wargs? And then Sansa's the only one who isn't because of that lost connection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they they all are. Yeah, even Ricket.
0: Even Rickon. Well they they all and, have and someone, they all have they all have dreams too. too. Yep. Like yep. Rick and, and, and someone mentioned dreams. too
2: of like, what about Ned? And, you know, I think Ned could have been a warg. It's just, I think, you know, when you have the wolves close to you, that really brings the warg out. Because I think you have to bond with an animal. Um, I saw right. a, a, a video on, on a few you know weeks back, and it talked about how Sandar Kodane was a warg because of his special bond with his horse. So it's like, oh. you need a wolf, you need yeah. a horse, you need some sort of animal to jump into right Mm -hmm. and it's so easy and then there's a there's a passage in the beginning of one of the books it talks about how dogs are the easiest animal to warg into yeah um so i think having a dog that's your special bond you get that warging ability and then it's just something you have to practice i mean ned definitely could have been a warg he just has never once practiced it so he doesn't know and i i think there's examples of people who are wargs that have no idea what they're doing or i guess they just would call them wolf dreams at that point in time uh, mm-hmm. And then Brand's the only one that really, really practice it. I guess there is some sort of hint that Jon kind of figures out what he's doing. Um, Arya, I don't know. Um, yeah.
0: Well, I think everybody has because I think the easiest, the easiest way to look is look at the Targaryens, right? Especially like in *Fire and Blood* and *World of Ice and Fire*, where you know um, there's just not enough dragons to go around. But it seems like even like you know valeria uh, you know people from House Valerian can ride a dragon if they if they can make that connection. Um, Right. Yeah. So it, I think I think it works. It's probably similar with with the warging and and this and like. But as you said, the connection to those wolves. They didn't have wolves, so
2: that wouldn't have made right. And then way. maybe also Arya. I mean, the starts were kings, so that's where right. the king king's blood mm-hmm. comes in. Um, they were probably kings longer than anyone else's reign. You know, thinking of eight thousand years ago from the Long Night to what is it, three hundred years ago from Aegon's conquest. So right. they've been kings for. 7,000 plus years. Yeah. Yeah. Targaryen's the Kings for 300 years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Um,
2: all right. So, yeah. That, that's pretty cool.
1: I, so are we ready to, to shift gears to, uh, what Adam Parker's, you know, his original, how many, how many pages was that that you sent us Lord Adam Parker? Wasn't that like, uh,
2: it was, it was 12 to 14 pages. I, okay. it's tough. Yeah. It's tough Cause you, you write it right. And I'm writing this and I'm like, you know, trying to read it and you like to read over what you're doing but it's 40 yeah. minutes long <laughs> and I, right. I, could only do, oh. I could only read through it and edit it once a day. Cause I was like, okay, this is the allotted time I, I added yeah. in and I, I didn't realize how long it was going to be. And then I was just like, Oh, okay. This is, this is this. <laughs> hey, like, that's
0: fine. Fine with, with us. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was like, oh man, imagine if this was my dissertation or I was like a thesis <laughs> or something. I, I could have gotten a college degree on this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's funny. Yeah. So, um, Just what you want to give us a real quick, just a synopsis of it, like in your mind, kind of, you know, what's the what the significance of the uh, Crypts of Winterfell is, you know, uh, and then
2: maybe what's there. Sure, of course. Uh, So. Talked about, I guess, the Raven, just to sum it up, I I talked about the kings of winter. They've been kings for seven thousand years. Uh, When you see, you know, when you're reading the books, Ned and John have dreams of the crypts, they're always in the crypts, and their dreams are very, very similar to each other. Apparently, all mm-hmm. the Stark children used to play in the crypts when they were younger. Uh, if you search crypts, I mean, it's mentioned in every single book. It's like the most talked-about thing mm-hmm. in the Song of Ice and Fire series. So, and there's always mystery about it. And, you know, they talk about the building of it, and they talk about the building of Westeros. And so, the the crypts Winterfell was built by Bran the Builder. He built the wall. He also built Storms End, he also built the tower in Old Town. Uh, Old Town. Everything he built was god proof. They're magnificent structures. They're even Tywin, a Tyrion, when he goes to mm-hmm. Winterfell, he's like, Yeah, it's really kind of not that great. <laughs> it's yeah, not a magnificent yeah. work. And yeah, Brand the Builder's the, you know, most famous person in the in the history of, you know, the, the Ethos. And but really what Brand the Builder did, and he used giants, he used children of the force, he used magic, he used his, you know, power. Uh, To in building to build underground. So you have this castle. It's on um, Just like the Raven you guys just read it's on unleveled land He Mm -hmm. just threw it down and more of his work. What makes it awe, you know um, Mm -hmm. Inspiring is is the fact that it's all underground and the crypts are massive and they talk about the crypts maybe being bigger than Winterfell itself So Winterfell Mm -hmm. is basically this underground crypt crypt um, and the old sections are all collapsed. but yet It's built and it's old um, and it's built on these large, I think it's granite structures and they shouldn't be collapsed. You know, even if you're using magic, if you're using, you know, Bran the Builder and all these old buildings that he built are still standing. So why is that collapsed? I think it's collapsed on purpose. Um, And then I went into the old kings of winter and how they were just really mean, tough people. You know, Bran says it. They're terrible. Starks, they've done terrible things. And the stories you hear about them are just like, oh wow this is too violent (laughs) um so they're all terrible so my theory was that after winter fell the long night battle battling Mm -hmm. the great other um Mm -hmm. that's where winter fell and the great other is actually trapped in the prison inside under the crypts and they collapse the tunnels on purpose to keep them down there and there's a lot of talk of iron so there's the iron swords across the laps of the old kings there's the um, iron, heavy, heavy iron doors. Yeah. Uh, George R. R. Martin has said that the Valyrians actually worked iron and steel together into the Valyrian steel sword. Uh, the old, the first men, the Starks had iron, whereas the Andals had steel. They use steel swords now. So iron is a lot more powerful. So iron kind of bends the will of this great other, this, uh, gold, cold God, like, yeah. you know, the, the, there's two gods, God of fire and there's God of ice. So the ice God, he's trapped in there. Um, the Starks are all crazy. They have the Iron Crown to kind of keep them in check. They're descendants from, um, so they have this huge connection with the White Walkers and kind of that side of it. They don't worship. I don't think they worship the Great Other, but they definitely have uh, terrible um, tendencies. Uh, so I kind of talked about that, and then I talked about how the Knights King, the Thirteenth Lord Commander. So in my theory, the Knights King was Osora High, and mm-hmm. he. Uh, uh, stabbed Nisa Nisa in the heart it took her soul so that's, she didn't die like a regular person would die, it took her soul and captured it into the sword, he's on the wall he sees Nisa Nisa, they fall in love, he gets gives her, her his seed so he's giving his soul to her according to Old Nan, that turns him into kind of this White Walker-esque thing he's a brave hero, he's a Stark he takes control of the White Walkers, I mentioned the White Walkers have always been there they'll always right. be here they're just thing so he's now the leader of the white walkers they have no purpose really they're kind of worshiping their loss of their god is just captured he's like guys i will lead you um they go into hiding they're basically back now um gotcha. then, yeah so i think what's in the crypts of winterfell is the great other uh which is the the ice god who you know bat death basically uh mm-hmm. and also nisa nisa could be in the um crypts of winterfell as well that uh, it's it's built upon a hot spring but yet it's still kind of cold. It's colder than it should be if it was built on a hot spring. Um, and I mm-hmm. think that's kind of the power, the magic of the the ice king kind of seeping through. But I think that um, the the iron it, it holds it down uh, as well as it well, can. Yeah, and,
1: and, and you were even talking too, I think, a little bit, and you're, you're raving about the idea that the um, kings of winter often wore, as you said, like the iron crowns, right? To, right. to, yep. to yes. Yeah, kind of stave off some of that. Influence maybe.
2: Right, exactly. So they have these terrible tendencies. Cause obviously if you're powered by the great other, you're just you're just a mean person. You're a terrible person. So the yeah. iron kinda keeps them in check. It's kinda saying, Okay, you're not this wild being anymore. You're you're a person, you're you're a man. Let's let's bring you back to reality. Don't, you know, torture people for zero reason, which some of them kinda did. And some of them got a little crazy and it's like, Yeah, you have to it's because they're they're living with this ultimate magic dark dark magic
1: yeah Um, yeah yeah. wow okay um one more question before you go because we're we're gonna get some other people's thoughts and i want to circle back to you um so real quickly looking at it now like you know either in the show or even in the book series whatever you know with the night king coming back is his purpose then is it only to free the great other or do you think it's like have you heard people talk about how he wants to end his curse maybe or whatever that may be like, is there a way to like, is he cursed? I mean, like, could it be broken in your theory? I I guess
2: in my theory, he basically has no soul. His soul is, that's right. Yeah. Uh, She also doesn't have a soul because her soul is trapped in Lightbringer. Yeah. So, so I think he's coming to free her. I think that um, magic is kind of, you know, it's a little, it's, I think he's coming to free her and I think that he'll stab her in the heart. And kind of be back to his normal person, and then just be like a good person. And that's kind of his whole goal is to free her. Um, maybe you know, maybe he's corrupted by the great other. Maybe he does want to free the great other. Maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he doesn't know she's in there. And maybe his goal is to free the great other. And then like he gets a call oh, yeah. of, of right. she's there and she feels her presence, and then she comes. He comes down because he's got those ice. Um, and maybe, uh, maybe lightbringers, that ice sword that he has, he takes that ice sword and he stabs her and then it like inflames and becomes, you know, the flaming sword. And then he like turns back to a normal human. She comes back to a normal human, um, you know, and he, sure he's killed everybody, but then it's like, Oh, but you were a nice person the whole time. You know, that's, that's his target. Gotcha. It's just so cool.
1: It's so cool. And so fun to like speculate and to see. You know, think about what other people are, are thinking in regards to the night king because it's such a hot topic and it's you know everyone's kind of wondering what's in the crypts of winterfell why right, would the night right, king right. be on his way so i don't know i, I love it i think it's a, a you know it's unique and it's it's really really kind of
2: cool if so this whole like george r martin's thing is that you know people aren't really who they are on the outside it's like people who you think are bad people like jamie starts out really bad right and he's like he's turns into a nice person in the hound (laughs) you think he's like terrible person but you know like you catch it in glimpse he like talks to Santa a lot which i think is super sweet he's Mm -hmm. like oh my little bird like you know i'm you know don't tell anybody else because like i'm you i just was vulnerable around you and like if you tell anybody else like I'll, i'll cut your tongue off but like he just he's trying to be nice the whole time and like his story arc is he becomes an awesome person and like he's a fan favorite so the night king who's like the the worst villain of all time you know, in, in all TV show history, it's like, what if he was actually trying to do good and he's mm-hmm. just kind of corrupted and like his ending is doing something good? You know, yeah, it's that like, would be, oh, that'd be that you twist. Thought yeah. was, you thought he was the bad guy? John So is the bad guy. So is trying yeah. to kill this guy, he's trying to find his wife again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, <John laughs> yeah. So
2: he's out here, you know, having sex with random people. Like, come on. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> That's
1: funny. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's awesome. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's get uh, a couple more thoughts on, on the Crypto Witch and Before we leave this topic, we're going to come back to you. Yeah, let me see here.
0: Yeah, who else wants to uh, join in on this one? We've got some people here. I'm going to uh, throw in Maglem here. Sorry, I'm just kind of putting people on the spot. So you are live. Yeah.
3: Uh, good morning, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, good morning. <laughs> uh, so just a few little thoughts here. One which I actually post about in the document Is So if we look back at, like, mythologies from the world, okay, uh, there's an interesting thing that vampires supposedly can't cross flowing water, and they're undead. So let's say if Mm -hmm. Martin potentially took inspiration from various world mythologies, which he probably did because a lot of fantasy authors do, uh, is it possible that the idea of Winterfell being built on a specific spot and having water running through its walls could be some sort of defense against the undead? And part of the reason yeah. they would be going for it now is that when Theon went and basically invaded Winterfell and destroyed it when he left, he basically broke up a lot of the walls and like stopped the water from running through it in the we're, same way. I think they actually mentioned something like that happened. Didn't
1: they? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Yeah, because we know they they have trouble, you know, with 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 water, and uh, especially this is warm water, right? It's a it's a hot spring. Uh, yeah. We're told. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we like Lord Adam Parker was mentioning, you know, the iron. I had never really, you know, uh caught on it really what got me was the iron door. Him talking about the iron door and those hinges and mm-hmm. things like that. And then just, you know, how much that could hurt or, you know, uh perturb a white walker. And then as you say, yeah, the water. That's a that's a really good point.
3: The other thing as well is um iron. I think, like, as well, again, in certain mythologies, iron is really detrimental to fey beings. So I guess the closest mm-hmm. thing to saying it's fey in the setting
1: mm-hmm. would
3: be um, the Children of the Forest. Yeah. So... Yeah,
1: that's a good point, yeah, because they they created them, yeah, yeah. So wow, got
3: like, potential links just looking at the material and that. Also, I'm just going to pull out one thing that um, Lord yep. Adam Parker said. If you're powered by the Great Other, you're a terrible person. So, um... Sorry to our (laughs) new member, the Nightsteer. Um, You're apparently a terrible person.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's funny. Um, Did you have any more thoughts, though, just on like, like maybe what is in the crypts of Winterfell, or like why is it referenced so much, or or why is it significant?
3: Well, it could just be a matter of the fact that it's going to be significant because there's, for example, there's like so many like people buried there. So if it's going back eight thousand years for a start yeah uh just the white walkers they might not necessarily be going to the crypt, but if they come to winterfell yeah. and if for no other reason they're just there they could raise up all the bones because we've i believe we've seen them raising bones rather than full people before so mm-hmm. get the skeletons going mm-hmm. um that gives them essentially a free in to winterfell if they're trying to hold winterfell and then you got a few hundred ancient kings crawling out of there gotcha um, that's trojan horsing it like that right. so even if there's nothing greater in the tombs than just what we definitely know is there which is tombs
1: yeah yeah that's okay that's
3: yeah, also we we could see white ned stark which would be cool
1: although he'd be oh my here. gosh yeah yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, like, yeah we know, that's
0: like, like we know yeah. we know specifically the whites well at least from the show we know that the whites have trouble um certainly with at least fire like walking over fire because when Mm -hmm. they try to go into brands uh the three-eyed raven's cave if you watch that scene um the white walker and the night king just walk right through the fire and then the fire comes back and then they can't cross it so that's how they start like climbing up above it so um you know that like i wonder if that and we talked a little bit about water as well um is something that they knew like in building winterfell like oh maybe like the idea of like warm water and stuff like that or if they just built you know, or they could have just built Winterfell there because hey it's it's a good resource
3: The mm. so one other yeah. thing which I was wondering though in relation to um, Om um there you go yeah, Raven <laughs> uh, was that he like mentioned specifically saying that uh, it might have been a Stark who was uh, Azor Ahai my mm-hmm. one question to this would be if that was the case wouldn't you have them worshipping Azor Ahai would that be like become their like actual relig- standard religious practice rather than worshiping the old gods they would worship? Right, Azor Ahai. High, because uh, not Azor Ahai. a Zoro, a Sorry, I'm sorry, right. I just Rolor, Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Rolor, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. If one of them was that, I don't know, it's just a potential thing, it could be a misdirect, but it's like, and again, well, faith does change over time,
1: yeah. And, and actually, I was going to come back to Lord Adam Parker eventually, just with the whole, I think, in his theory, he was even talking about like. Azura high and the last hero maybe being separate separate people mm-hmm. um so I thought that was kind of interesting you know sometimes we we think that they're so similar that they maybe we're all one person but the tale grew in the telling and and you know um different you know the East has its version of 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 you know the hero uh, Azura high so I don't, yeah it's, it's a that's a that's a good point um because they, they definitely worship the old gods. You know, I'm gonna jump to something real quick that uh, that, that I've been wondering about. So, if the and we'll ask Maglem this here if if the uh, children created the Night King, and that's just what we see in the show. Going off of that, mm-hmm. does that mean like you know when you look at like Relor the, the the faith of Relor, and you've got the Great Other, and then just Relor. How do the old gods fit in there? I know Lord Adam Parker kind of talked about just that the old gods maybe is just you've got light and dark, you've got you know, but they're specifically talked about as in like uh, gods of the stream or gods of the the earth or stone or whatever. It's it just kind of dawned on me that like the children created what we know as the Night King, who is supposedly a server. uh, I'm sorry, a servant of uh, you know the Great Other. So. When you look at those religions, that's why early on in the podcast, I was always kind of a little bit shook by, you know, how that how that how that religious piece all all fit together. Any thoughts on that?
3: Uh, So we're looking at like two very fundamentally different religions at the start here. So let's take the faith in R'hllor and the Great Other, because Melisandre clearly believes the Great Other exists. So he's probably Mm -hmm. an established part of their faith. So that makes them a dualistic religion, which is one which has – which is based upon the idea of two opposing gods, not necessarily both which are worshipped equally, but two opposing gods. Then you've got the faith of the old gods, which is animistic, which means they believe that everything in the world is alive with spirits and that. So like the old gods might not be gods as powerful in a sense as what we're looking at with the dualistic faiths because they believe that, oh, it's this one super powerful god creates everything and one super powerful god's threatening everything.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Old gods are sort of a part of creation, so if you were to look at it in that way, and again, assume that all these things are real, Rollo might have created the world, then the world sort of became, I don't know, awakened and alive with its own magic and its own spirits. And these are the old gods,
1: I see. Yeah, that's interesting, that helps to kind of understand because you know, when Melisandra looks into her flames, right, she sees, um, uh, oh gosh, the three eyed crow, and she sees Bran there, She, she has that vision, right. And sees them and believes that they are servants of uh, the darkness. And there's a lot of quotes surrounding the three-eyed crow, telling you, know, trying to persuade Brand to, you know, trust the darkness and that in the you know t- to grow in it in a sense almost. Uh, it's just really been kind of interesting. I don't know if I always trust the three-eyed crows. I guess what I'm getting to, you know, and the children. <laughs> crows are so, like birds. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So all right. Well, yeah, thanks. We always want to get, I just wanted to get that out there. Maybe we can get some, uh, some other folks thoughts here just on, um, looks like lady Liz is actually, uh, she's at work right now. Oh, um, she, okay.
0: she can't respond.
1: Let's get old Lord sure. Hunter on here.
0: Okay. Perfect. Can you hear me? Gonna... Yes. You're live.
1: Yeah.
4: Hi, sirs. How you doing? Hey, good. Yourself, man. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, that was a, uh, a great theory of, uh, Lord Adam Parker's. I like it cause it was, uh, kind of incorporates, like, at the end of it, the Starks not coming out looking as great. I feel like we've seen so many character arcs to the good. And I feel like they just, the Starks just started off being loved. And I feel like at the end of this thing, they're going to be looking bad. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I was trying to get to, even with the children. We start off, like, feeling really bad for them. But those mother truckers ended up creating (laughs) You I know?
4: think so. I think you're exactly right. I think they they caused <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's nuts, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, did you get a chance, Lord Hunter, to listen to um, some of that Patreon episode where we were talking about the? Uh, I think it was a Reddit theory we were discussing what we thought was in the crypts of Winterfell. Like yeah, uh, that was so awesome. Yeah, oh, it, I
4: would love it if the ring was in there. So <laughs> that would be so yeah, cool. It,
1: well, and then the other bit to that was that there, there's the idea that there could have been a you, Rhaegar's harp could have been in there too.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, just something, something to signify. You know, why would Lyanna have, you know, some some member, you know, some artifacts of Rhaegar's, right? That and that, you know, that that would tie, that would give more legitimacy to John being a Targaryen, so that way people would know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Um, j- any other thoughts on just maybe like, what do you think? Uh, is it like could it be an object? Is it maybe the gray other down there, Nisa Nisa? Like, why the heck I, are the Crips mentioned so much? It's just kind of nuts.
4: I, I, I it definitely something. Sub- I would be so disappointed if if it's just like a couple of ghosts or something <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah if it's not if it's not a, a dragon or nisa nisa the nisa nisa one would be super cool because i i think it's like it's not just the night king coming to kill yep. bran and that's it i think it's gonna be way more complicated than that and uh yeah but um yeah and, and, I, and I definitely like in level one of the crypt they better be finding something like a treasure something to connect john to his mom maybe some spiders in level, level two and then level three should be yeah. Nisa Nisa or a dragon or some, something, something <laughs> down in the crowd. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely. That's uh, but, awesome. yeah, I don't know for sure though.
0: I'm
1: just, <laughs> well, no. Yeah. As they, as they go hope. further down into the crypts, that it's like it, the levels yeah. get harder and harder.
0: <laughs> well, they talk about that yeah. though. Like that is something they, they talk about yeah. when they talk about the crypts, they talk about at, the further you get down. Like they even say, you know, they say it multiple times. There's even deeper and darker like levels which people haven't gone to. In yeah, a deeper
1: time. deeper and darker. Yeah. I, I I just kind of I mean, I I honestly don't know. Like I that's why I love to hear everybody's thoughts because I'm down to find something in Liana's tomb. I think finding something in Liana's tomb is one thing, but then what's yeah. beyond that uh, that barrier where it's been collapsed yeah. in, you know, that could be that could be real real scary. Like, something stuff. explains
4: yeah. Something that explains why the Starks always have to be there. I mean, something that definitely—there
1: you go—puts
4: a nail in that coffin, is, so to speak.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, why does there always have to be a Stark in Winterfell? And what happens, you know, when they're when they're gone? And you know, what yeah. escaped or what what power was broken when Bran and Rickon yeah. leave and Theon, you know, sacks it and everything? Yeah, mm-hmm. I like they it. mentioned that they're talking about at the beginning where it's like. Over the years the, the iron
4: swords have slowly rusted. Yes. Yeah, uh, you know, so there are some that are kind of floating around already on top of Theon's uh invasion.
1: Yep. Yep. That's that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, and they, they often reference the ghosts that are down there, the spirits that are kept at bay, you know, because of those yeah. those swords and stuff. I actually just read on the wiki that Hodor uh took one of those iron swords when they when they left out of there. So I was like, <laughs> son of a gun. Uh, I kind of don't – I don't remember him taking that, but that – it's just like, there we go. Yeah. Well, uh, so this is – so
0: from Bran um, 7, A Game of Thrones, Chapter 66, which we haven't gotten to yet in our reread. um, But it talks about the cavernous vault is larger than Winterfell itself.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is – yeah, it's it's little stuff like that that we don't always – you know, because what we saw on the show, it looked like, all right, they went back this hall, you right. know, and, and there's like one hallway and th- and there it is. But, I mean, it's huge. It's massive. So it's much bigger than we normally – than we, you know, think about it. Um, so, wow. Um, okay, let's see who else we have. We got a couple more uh, uh, folks. Yeah, I'd like
0: to get uh, – I think if this is Lady Sarah here. I'm going to see if she wants to go – oh, she may have herself muted here. Um, That's okay.
1: Yep. Yeah. And uh, we could try Lady Alyssa, um, see if she's um... on. And some folks maybe just want to listen.
0: She may have herself muted as well.
1: Oh, and Lady Liz is working. Man, we're trying to get some of the ladies on here.
0: Well, what about Will Lombard here? We got him. There we go. Maybe yeah, he's maybe he's he's ready. Yeah, just uh, leave a comment in the in the in the Discord section to let us know if you guys do want to talk or if you don't. Otherwise, oh, he's got he's going back to mute here, so that's okay. All right, well, uh, you know, we can circle back to Lord Adam Parker here, or we can move on to the next. Well,
1: uh, uh, yeah, one quick thing for Lord Adam Parker. So we'll bring him uh, back on just real quick. Um, uh, I just want to ask real quick about the idea. Your thoughts, real quick, as we finish up that Crips of Winterfell discussion, you know, the difference between Azora High and The Last Hero.
2: I think that they're different people, according to my Raven and my theories. I think yeah. The Last Hero was, um, I think, The Last Hero is the one who brokered that deal between the Children of the Forest. Gotcha, and kind of ended the Long Night, and then yeah. I believe that around that time, Brand the Builder, raised the wall, established the Night's Watch, and then there was twelve Lord Commanders. So, mm-hmm. and I, I, there's a harsher time, and I, I certainly think you know even probably um, you know even the, so I think a lore Azor Ahai just basically the the Long Night ended. Yeah. And they captured the Great Other in the crypts of Winterfell. Right. And then the White Walkers were like, yo, that was our dude that you just captured into the crypts of Winterfell. Let's like let's scramble back. Let's, you know, let's attack again. Right. So I don't think Assault. it was as big of an attack. It obviously wasn't the, you know, the long night that lasted a generation. But it might have been like a, a mild winter, but it was definitely a, a frontal attack. Uh, they had the wall already in place. They had the Night's Watch already in place. I think that a couple of the Lord Commanders died in this fighting. And it's something as simple as like, okay, Lord yeah. Commander dies. Oh, we need another one. Some guy, okay, let's do a quick, you know, um, gotcha. vote. Second Lord Commander. Okay, he died the next day fighting. You know, okay, we need a third one. They yeah. could have gone quickly. They're in battle. Right. And then I think that, you know, they chose a Stark to kind of lead the attack and he was the Azor high figure uh, gotcha. of it. And, you know, so he was kind of like this hero uh, and that he just kind of ended the attack again. and was like, no, 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 I'm I'm ending it. I'm super mm-hmm. badass. I'm a Stark. And then I mentioned in my theory that the... Uh, uh, his, his name. Group, there was, there's Jorman above yeah. the wall. Oh, and yeah. And the king, uh, Brandon the Breaker... Who was the king of of Winterfell? Um, they banished his name, so it's like he must who he who must not be named. You know, is this guy? We erased all the records. They are sacrificing to the uh, to the some you know to the great other. Maybe bringing trying to bring him back or something. And but anyone who's in the kingdom cannot say his name because that's obviously offense. You get put to death if you say his name. But yeah. the wildlings up north they're wildlings. They're free folks. They're not under the laws of men, you know, and obviously it's harsh up there, up north. They don't want to be up there. They travel to Essos. They're like, yo, let's go somewhere warm. They're going to Essos and they're telling stories. You know, it's like, that was kind of the currency. It's like, do you want to be, is it or Sam or something? Like someone says, there's a pirate Mm -hmm. who says like, you know, I don't need gold. I need stories. Like, tell me a story Mm -hmm. and that's how you'll pay me. And they're like, Mm -hmm. yo, I have the story for you check this yeah. out there's this guy what's your language we'll call him azora high maybe that's so yeah you know so they just kind of renamed him and then over the the time you know or maybe they called him last year or maybe or not last year maybe they call him the hero or something and azora sure. just translates to that so i personally think that the last year on azora high are different people the gotcha. last hero brokered the truce between children of the forest and Azora High was the last person to put back the attack. Um, yeah. Yep.
1: I like it. All right. I like it. Um, awesome. Well, let's see. Uh, we do have Lady Sarah available too. Did you want to read Sir Matt? Just maybe the next Raven, and then we can, uh, yeah, we can maybe get some thoughts on that. Yeah. Or do you want to? Yeah. Well,
0: uh, if she has uh, comments, kind of, we'll we'll bring her in here. Uh, yeah. Oh, it looks like she's uh, unmuted, so
1: she can talk if she's ready. Please. lady sarah can you hear us
5: i can hear you can you guys hear me
1: yes perfect oh yeah perfect. yay that is awesome yeah how are you doing
5: oh wonderful i'm so excited to to be in the nest and to to get this yeah
1: <laughs> oh that's so great yeah i think we actually have is your let me see here your um the next thing that we have in the doc is actually talking about rhaegar you know, why did he leave Elia Martell? Is that that's something you sent us, is that right?
5: Yes. Okay,
1: that's what I that's what yeah, I thought. I
5: have, I have just been, you know, out of everything with all of these key characters, it is like why what is up with Rhaegar and Elia? Like there is something there. There had to have been some sort of an agreement or pact or something. Uh-huh you know, that that changed this course, you know, to, to lead him to Layana and to to the north and all of these things. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of where that train of thought started. And I don't know if I came back around to it, but um,
1: <laughs> yeah,
5: yes, that's that, that's where we're at with
1: that. I got you. Yeah. Because like like the idea, just just to kind of in short, this is she's got, I mean, really good thoughts here. And uh, actually, do you want to read, read it for us and then we can discuss it.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Sorry. There's so many, uh, there's so many uh, comments here. I've got to find the next Raven. Okay, perfect. Here we go. Yep. uh Why did Rhaegar leave Elia Martell? In my deep, dark search for reasoning as to why Rhaegar left Elia, if their children were truly fathered by him, if and if there is a great white northern conspiracy sending John to the Wall and beyond, another piece that popped up in this puzzle is what was Ned's plan for John in the long run? He seems surprised and somewhat hurt by Kat's suggestion that Jon leaves for the Wall when Ned leaves for King's Landing. Jon discusses his intent and wishes to join the Night's Watch with Benjen Stark before many things uh, uh, go into motion. All signs are pointing north, north, north. Let's start from the point where Rhaegar puts down his harp and learns how to fight. He becomes obsessed over the Azora High Prophecy, and this is where his the, the journey north kicks into high gear. We get the Heron Hall tourney, where L plus R gets it wrong. And also, we have uh, H plus A. Uh, Liana and Rhaegar seal their union, uh, conceiving baby Jon Snow and possibly Mira Reed. Time jump to the Tower of Joy. Sir Arthur Dayne, Sir Gerald Hightower are pro- there protecting their prince and Liana, obviously at the Order of Rhaegar. Then enters Ned and Hallen, confused as to why uh, these two are there. They should have been with Rhaegar on the Trident or with Elia and his heirs or, hell, even with the Mad King in King's Landing. (laughs) Different from the show, I think we will see Ned have a conversation with these two Kingsguard about their true purpose. Ned, as badass as he is, could never defeat the Sword of the Morning in single combat. An agreement uh, between these men must have been made. A secret pact to protect the child that Lyanna and Prince Rhaegar left behind. Hightower and Dane went north after the Tower of Joy as Ned and Howlin went to Starfall to return Sir Arthur's ancestral sword. This is where Ashara surely comes into the fold. She apparently wasn't so uh, bereft of her her brother's death and the stillborn death of her bastard daughter. She jumps to her death. I mean, who'd blame her, right? I'm a believer of the theory that Howlin reft with Ashara to Greywater with Baby Girl in tow, where she is raised and then sent to Winterfell at a very precise moment with Jojen, which ultimately leads to her uh, Jojen and Bran Beyond the Wall, a.k.a. the North. Uh, Oh, she has Ed in here, sorry. Shark also could have uh, left the Tower of Joy with Ned and Jon, helping Ned in his (coughs) travels to Starfall and whatever else he may need it. This would add to the steps uh, climbing north. Ned returns to Winterfell with a little baby, Jon Targaryen. T- to the horror of Catelyn, he also brings back Liana's body to be kept in the crypts of Winterfell, possibly to show Jon that one day his mother had been placed with him all along. Uh, also, she has in here, we know Ned will have placed evidence in both Jon's maternal and paternal lineage in her tomb, hopefully involving some of the research Rha- Rhaegar put into his Azor, a high, great other search. Mm-hmm. Some tool John can use to defeat the Night King, like a sword, sword, a horn, etc. Rhaegar will be the only, uh, will be the one to truly show John what to do from there. Uh, oh, okay, it keeps going here. Um, all right, yeah. uh, Benjamin Stark joins the Night's Watch shortly afterwards. Um, being the one of the uh, one of the only two Stark sons left to rule Winterfell, it is indeed an odd choice. Rather than marrying a highborn Northern lady, he opts for a lifetime of servitude at the Wall. Whether Ned told him or not, Benjen knew John was not Ned's son but Lyanna's. He joins uh, to help protect John. Now, if this is where he goes to the Wall, surely he would have known a young raider when he was still a crow. He seeming he seemed to know him. All too well. Once he becomes the king beyond the wall, I think Benjen Loki knew about Mance's possibility or possible double identity, possibly aiding in spreading the word and uh, and reach of this so-called king with his ranges and prominence. By doing so, he is protecting Mance's true identity and ultimate mission of saving these wildlings from the threat of the White Walkers and uniting them to the rest of the Seven Kingdoms. Benjen had to know Mance equals Arthur Dane. Mance tells John in their first meeting that he saw him at Winterfell when King Robert and company were there. How did he get there and back beyond the Wall so fast? Benjen. Mance slash Arthur wanted, wanted to see what Robert was like as a king after all that time, but more importantly to see John, the prince he was sworn to protect and still does when John comes to him beyond the Wall. Who is also likely sneaking around the crypts for something special as well in *A Dance of Dragons*? He is there again under the bard guys uh, to rescue, you know, air quote Arya for Jon, but he is there for just, uh, but he is there for just her or is sneaking around the crypts again, still trying to find a certain horn. He never lets any wildling harm him from the point of Jon returning to his pavilion after Stannis smashes them at the wall to the Lord of Bones, Glamour, two handed sword fights to his mission back to Winterfell. To save Arya for Jon, Mance serves and protects his king still. As does Tormund Giants, Bane, a.k.a. Sir Gerald Hightower. Jon's destiny, whether it was uh, intricately planned by these two who knew his precious identity or by the gods themselves, has always been to go north, which takes us back to Dear Ned. Was he planning on sending Jon to the Wall all along, or was he hoping to place him on the throne at some point? Or was his ultimate and only goal to keep him alive no matter what that meant or took no matter the price it cost him if john comes back to life um he will have he will have conquered death thus giving him the power to hopefully slay the night king uh which is bran by the way (laughs) thanks for bearing (laughs) through this raven latest era the unraveler what do you guys think um ned's ultimate plan for john was uh do you think he knew more about john's destiny other than him simply being the unfortunate bastard son to a dead prince and his sister did ned know john was meant for so much more. After all, Ned knew, really knew that winter was coming.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot there. There is. I mean, Sarah, there's a lot. That's a lot.
5: <laughs> yeah. I go, We go. We go off. We go on a couple different train tracks. Um,
1: mm-hmm. When it comes. I love to it. it. No, that's the great. Ra-
5: rabbit holes.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's great. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So r- real quickly. So you're a believer. Um, r plus L equals J, right? Yes. Um, okay. And then you're also a believer in that Arthur Dane survives and is Mance Raider.
5: Yes. Um, yeah. I, be- I believe, you know, that something happened at that Tower of Joy. There was only, I think, just two or three Kingsguard that were there. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, I think you guys have mentioned before in previous podcasts that uh, Tormund's like accent kind mm. of yeah. – bounces back and forth between being somewhat believable and kind of like piratey, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just very interesting. I, I don't know. He just feels like a Gerald anyways. Like if Tormund was going to have like a regular <laughs> name, it would be Gerald. Um, yeah. But, you know, and so I, I completely think that, that something, something sneaky happened at the tower of joy before Ned even, maybe even got up those steps you know he had to have have some sort of conversation rather than this kind of sword fight farce
1: yeah 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 kind of like like they came to some type of agreement uh you know a a plan was was created or or what have you um i like that because i mean you know according to 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 ned he shows up there with more more men more swords Mm -hmm. you know then yeah and it's just sort of like all of them died, air, air quote, died, except for, you know, uh, uh, Ned and, and, and Helen and Reed. And I love that you're also, you, you tied in Ashara, uh, Dane going with Hall and Reed, possibly, yeah.
5: right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and and real quickly, um, I was going back yeah. through some more information about her that I could find today because she's just so fascinating because she's just so mysterious. And is it like, is she Septa, uh, what is it, Lamore? Lamore, right. She- is she? You know, is she possibly Daenerys' mother somehow? Um, you know, there's just so much mystery around her, and I just I love her character, even though we know nothing about her. So, um, at yeah. the journey of Harrenhal, when Mira is describing to to Jojen um, how her father described it, you know, uh, yeah. using the, like the 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 house's uh, animals rather than the names, describing who yeah. she thinks with and stuff. And right. it seemed like, you know, I'm sure Ned seemed curious about her and maybe, you know, his his wilder, older brother was, you know, coerced her into dancing with him and whatnot. But it seemed like Helen spoke about her so gently, so beautifully. Um, And I just feel like that may have, you know, it seems like those two would have made a little bit more sense than maybe mm-hmm. her, Ned. Um, I could definitely see her Ned, but, you know, they yeah. Put- that I think three people, three men that have kind of fallen in love with her from the outside. You have Howland, the way he describes her. You know, the weirdness around Ned. You know, there's something there. And then Barristan talks about her quite often. Yes. Um, yeah. And wishes that he ended up dancing with her, that he wished he won the tourney so that he could have given her his favor versus Rhaegar going to Lyanna. And so, um, yes, I just... It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with her.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to do something real quick just because I see a great conversation going on too. So we're going to keep Sarah, uh, Lady Sarah here. And I also want to get your thoughts on this. So some folks, Sir Matt, we've recently found out mm-hmm. in, in just pouring over the Reddit and things, believe that Corinne Halfhand is actually uh, Sir Arthur Dane, And I have a couple quotes here.
6: Oh. Um,
1: yeah, in the Clash of Kings, uh, this is a John chapter, Clash of Kings. Dawn had broken uh, when John stepped from the tent beside Corin Halfhand. Uh, a couple of paragraphs down here later, it says, Don and Corin Halfhand arrived together." Clash of Kings. Um, let's see. <laughs> uh, he dreamed of a burning. He dreamed of burning castles and dead men rising, uh, unquiet from their graves. It was still dark when Corin woke him. While the half while the halfhand slept, John sat. With his back to the cave wall, listening to the water and waiting for the dawn. So it's just a lot of this pairing of, of the phrase, you know, or the word dawn with core and half hand. And some folks, you know, kind of think perhaps he could have been one of the King's Guard, maybe even Sir Arthur Dane, you know, north of the wall. Um, you know, I mean, he, he allows uh, John to kill him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he, he actually instructs him uh, to just so that it's believable and that so that way he can be taken in with the wildlings and, and one of the things if you look at that uh you know corin didn't know i don't believe mance raider was around this was a wildling search party that had come across them and so it's not like you have mance right there if he does know who john is to protect him so corin really does that to make sure that john lives and gets in you know into the wildling camp and is taken before the king beyond the wall mm-hmm. um any thoughts on that lady sarah
5: Oh, that, that, you know, Corin, especially, you know, going through this last reread, um, there are, like you said, so many different little, um, what am I trying to say? You know, little sp- 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 sprinkles about him, you know, like yeah. that, that he's not just this, you know, really awesome Night's watchman Ranger, yeah. you know, okay, John, we're gonna do what we gotta do. Um, I do see, like you said, a lot of alluding to the Dawn and stuff, and you have me thinking about his hands, And now I'm thinking, you know, that what if that was like a price to pay? Or maybe, you know, if
6: Uh
5: assume he's Arthur Dane and we go back to Uh the Tower of Joy or whatever, say there was indeed a fight or something before a kind of common understanding, I could see maybe that's where he could have like lost his hand, possibly. Uh Uh Yeah. um, I remember where it said that it was cut, you know, injured from. I, I can't think of the top of my head, but that is very interesting.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, who, whether it was a fight or, or if it was, is that, is that Hall and Reed's actual intervention or or whatever? I just thought it was really, you know, uh interesting And because we have a, a great swordsman who's lost a hand, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. And we see what happens to him. So, you know, I thought that was, well, there's just a, a several folks who, who Sir Matt and I kind of found on the Reddit pointing that out. And I'm like, man, these Kingsguard uh we have a great discussion between Maglum and, and, and Lord Adam Parker just about, you know, uh Gerald Hightower was the Lord Commander of mm-hmm. the King's Guard. And mm-hmm. you know
6: yeah.
1: yeah. And so whether or not he would be, why wouldn't he be maybe in charge of things when they go beyond the wall? So I don't know, just some some good thoughts, I guess, I guess, from everybody. But I, I love your 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 Raven because, you know, it kind of I I go back to the original question though, and I think about you know, we know Elia Martell wasn't able to have children anymore, right? I mean, that was sort of the right yeah. one of those right. things. So is it that simple? Just that she couldn't have children and he needed, you know, another child. Uh you know, is there like why would he leave her? You know, why yeah. would he put her aside?
5: It seems a little too like romantic drama like movie for like the 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 wife who's like dying to be like okay you know sweetheart you know i'm giving you permission to go out (laughs) and look for love and continue your life you know like times were so you know it's just not like i just don't feel like that's a possibility i just feel like you know it just seems you know like the marriage was a farce like there was something you know underlying and like you can also talk, you know, talk about how Tywin, I think, was still hand of the king when uh, Elia's and Rhaegar's marriage pact was made. Um, and the Mad King was in a very tumultuous um, relationship with Tywin at that point. And so denying Cersei, you know, his marriage offer for Cersei and, you know, for Rhaegar to end up with Elia, of all people, you know, it just does not line up. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's 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 definitely, yeah, definitely a mystery. Um, all right, let's let's see if we can uh, uh, uh grab a couple of these other folks in here and get some of their thoughts, maybe just to weigh in here, Sir Matt. Yeah. Absolutely. Um,
0: um, who
1: I'm sure. We... Let's br- let's bring um let's bring Maglem back on here and and get some of his thoughts real quick.
3: Okay, perfect. Hello, can you hear me good?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah.
3: Nice. Um, so. My thought here is a different take on John potentially, and all this stuff relating to the prophecy, all is right. that John is the one who goes against the prophecy. So I assumed that the reason that Rhaegar got with Lyanna to have this uh, is, in the end, to fulfill the prophecy, partly. Mm-hmm. And I think it's... I'm not sure if it's implied anywhere. This is like, might just be a theory that possibly... Um, uh Elia might not have been able to have more children after Aegon mm-hmm. or they might have been having difficulties. And he's like, yeah. I need the third headed dragon. I need my Visenya. So uh-huh. I think his plan was to have a daughter with um someone else and like for reasons. Yeah. he had chose L- Liana Stark, which might have been romantic feelings. So John yeah. being a boy for a start goes against the prophecy and what Rhaegar planned. Yeah. I think like there are all these people who make plans for John and his life as well. Like Ned's didn't want him to be involved in big troubles and big issues, I think. I think Ned sent mm-hmm. him to the wall to keep him out of stuff because he's like, I just want this, I just want Liana's son to be able to live a life. Like mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like the best life. And admittedly, he wasn't that's probably why he wasn't pushing him to go to the wall and he was cautioning him. He's mm-hmm. like, I want you to live a normal person life before you decide this. Yeah. And he's going beyond all this stuff. He's going beyond just living a life. He's going beyond what people thought he would do. I think that's kind of like a thematic thing for his character.
1: Yeah, I like I actually saw yeah, one of your comments was basically like, you know, it it may be kind of 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 boring or whatever, but this idea that maybe we just want, you know, him to be safe. We just want, you know, John to to, you know, uh be out of the out of the limelight, you know, and just and just live a good life. That that he's, yeah. you know, Ned's fulfilling that promise to his sister. So Yeah,
3: cuz Ned just <laughs> lost his dad, his older brother and his sister in fairly rapid-fire succession. Uh-huh. You can't yeah. blame him for just wanting to keep someone he's got his family safe,
1: yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know that's actually a good point about the about the Visenya piece. You know, and that like, uh, so you know those best laid plans, you know, don't they often go, <laughs> you know, uh, not the way we want them to, right? And so it's like, yeah, he he wanted a a, a and ends up getting, you know, uh, John. Um, that's a jaharis yeah it gets a yeah Jairus, yeah there yeah exactly i uh, refuse to call him aegon i refuse yeah do not yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so confusing but so i yeah I, I i like that i mean uh any thoughts on and you're right about elia you know just that she yeah she is uh sickly you know is is poor in health i think uh one of the maesters even told her that she just you know she won't have any more children so um yeah. you know i have wondered if – yeah. Sorry, go on.
3: I was gonna say Roger seems to be a bit better than Egg on the unworthy, I think, who was the one who just right. kept forcing his wife to go on with oh, Lord. Despite, yeah. despite the dragon knight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um all very interesting. Any thoughts on on just like what happened at the Tower of Joy? Do you have any, you know, uh thoughts, theories as to like that confrontation? It, does it go down the way we see it in the show.
3: I think it's a good point that uh, it was Lady Sarah who sent this through, yes? Yeah, yeah. That she made saying that I'm sorry, but I don't think I couldn't see Ned taking on uh-huh. uh Arthur Dame. Like we had three King we had three Kingsguard there, okay? And we yeah. know Ned had himself plus six other people. So yeah. we don't know the relative fighting quality of the six other people, but these Kingsguard, these right. were from when the Kingsguard meant something. Like these are the right. and level. And yep. we know that Arthur date outclassed Barristan. I don't know how good yeah. Went in High Tower were. With <laughs> oh, yeah, boy, oh, gonna have to have King's Tower Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly <laughs>
0: similar abilities. Yeah, but
3: yeah, but either way, but like, yeah, yeah, we don't know how good all these people that Ned had with him were. Like, they obviously had some training because they were all like lords and that, so they'd yeah, be trained. Exactly. But could seven of them take on the three Kingsguard? I'm going to lean towards no. Yeah, um, it, so yeah, I, I mean, not be
0: surprised. Yeah, Beris and Selmy, te, you know, when he gets dismissed, he he's looking at like Sir Merin, he's looking at a few Kingsguard and just like mm. gold cloaks and he's like I could cut down all of you right now. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then and he and does he, he does kill two guards with no sword. You know, what I mean, because yeah, when his, he because he just went out. yeah, on his way out, so he kills two guys with with no sword, so. Mm.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely, there's something else there, you know, because as as you say, you got Gerald Hightower, who was a boss, and then Sir Arthur Dane. And I don't know much about Went, but I mean, you know, he does it. He puts some really good guys out there to mm-hmm. to face those guys down. And I mean, Howland, Howland Reed even, you know, counts as a fighter. I don't know, maybe he – more than we think he is, but, right. but, uh, yeah. I don't
3: know. Like, I think Howland, like Howland, Might have like just created an opening or something at some point because didn't he get like wounded in the fight, distracting someone, or was that in the show? Yeah, Yeah, the show. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. Uh, Okay. Yeah, and then like, so like again, you so there's potential for like various um uh, things he could do even if he's not necessarily the best straight up swordsman because I mean the Kranich men have their own ways of fighting and that right. You see Mira do stuff like that with the net, like Mira beats. Like, is able to, like, stop Summer with a net. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, little things they can do as well. It's just, like...
1: Yeah, different different fighting styles and things. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Awesome. Um, Let's see if we can get uh, Lord Adam Parker in here, and then we'll go to uh, Lord Hunter next.
0: Let's see here. Right there.
2: All hey. right. Yeah. Hi. Well, this uh, this theory's blowing my mind. I love it. All um, right. I, I'm going to level with you. I, I don't know too awfully much of... I guess, you know, uh, Sir Arthur Dane being, uh, Mance Raider. I, I'm kind of reading the books now and every, every time Mance is mentioned, I'm highlighting everything. I'm looking for clues. So far there isn't any really, um, you know, but again, there, there could be, um, you know, I kind of liked the idea of like Sir Arthur Dane, maybe being corn half hand. I thought that was, that was amazing. um, You know, there is a huge possibility that maybe one of them did survive or maybe was wounded. Maybe they cut off half his hand and kind of bleeding and Ned ran upstairs real quick and he's just kind of, you know, I want to say off screen. Uh, Ned ran up real quick and was like, oh, this is bigger than we thought. Or, you know, maybe, maybe they slash him down. He drops his sword and and right before they go to kill him, he's like, hey, you know, I have to tell you something like this is. You know, I'm 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 Rhaegar's best friend, and this is actually what's happened. You know, they got mm-hmm. married. They, you know, they the new king is up there. Um, right. Lyanna's just gave birth to the new king. Um, you know, you have to do protect them and let's formulate this plan and let's protect them together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, then that's maybe just maybe he didn't die. Uh, you know, or maybe maybe Helen Reed is. You know, a faceless man assassin that he learned skills on the <laughs> lot of faces. Right. Yeah yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. Because he's the knight of the laughing tree. You know, maybe yep. he is really good at sword fighting. Um, but to, to Liam's point, I mean, you know, who was there? Ger- Gerald Hightower is, I guess, captain of the guard, is so yeah, they say. Yeah. Um, he's got to be extremely good, especially if you're captain of the guard of Arthur Dane and Sir and Selmy. Right. You're obviously a a really great sword fighter. Sword of the Morning is there. He's, you know, equal sword fighting with uh, Barristan. Um, Obviously not better than Barristan. There's no way that can happen. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he's he's equal with Barristan. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I guess Ned, older older Ned isn't the greatest swordsman. Um, I mean, there's no story of... Ned being a great swordsman, but he's 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 not shit either. I mean, he just right. won a war. He, you know, he's Ned isn't the type of he's like Stannis, he, or he's like show Stannis, I should say. He's on the front line, he's charging through everything, yeah. and Ned probably what one more battles than Robert did, and and probably is a beast at, at sword fighting, especially some of his men. I mean, these are North men who just yeah. won. I mean, Ned you know, seven, Ned also grows battles. up
0: like, like training with you know robert and john aaron i mean we know you know i mean th- we're talking right. about a younger john aaron who's at least been around and you know so he's right. Ned he, ned trains, he trains with, with willis yeah he trains with Odor like yeah he, tra- he trains with like he's a, he's probably training with the knights of the Vale while he's there he's yep and yeah you know, he tra- he's the fact that he's training with robert if if we know anything about robert is that robert's you know a pretty good warrior so you'd have robert's to imagine supposed to be great yeah you have to, yeah, yeah, you have to imagine that? ned that? is ned is pretty decent as well
2: Who's like the captain of the guard for the Knights of the Veil? Vale? He's supposed to be somebody who's like pretty legit, right? Uh, was it Waymar Royce? Yeah. He's supposed yeah. to be like a decent sword fighter too. So yeah, yeah Ned definitely had expert level training. Um, you know, so it's, he's not a bad sword fighter. It could go 50-50. Yeah. Definitely in the books, it's going to be all revealed to us, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, maybe in the show too. You know, I'm certain they're going to do multiple flashbacks as I talked before. I mean, there's four hours of something that's not yeah. the Great War. You right. know they're gonna have to flashback. Brand is there. He's not a robot anymore, according to the actor. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so there, there, something else happened in the Tarja, Whether it's it, it, it's a hundred percent plausible or it's not at all, but it's it definitely is blowing my mind just listening to this because it's not something that I've ever thought about before or sat down and researched. You know, I have yeah. to I have to go listen to the Earth on this one and come back to you. Guys. Good, yeah, yeah. Uh, you sh- yeah, you should
1: bring some wisdom. I, yeah, I
2: like that. I like that
1: because there are
2: some crazy, you know, uh,
1: theories out there, and sometimes even just like I was reading like that one word association, and it's like, but
2: the the crazy thing is, Gurr will do that. I mean, he'll do stuff yeah. like that. Like, whoa, right? Every time he mentions Rhaegar, he mentions John in the next, or when, when uh-huh. Ned thinks of Rhaegar, he thinks of John in the next chat, in the next sentence. Um, yeah. Every time he mentions, I can't think of like another one, but. Every time I promise me, he thinks of John in the in the thing too. And the show does mm-hmm. the show's is so funny with that. It's like imagine a uh, Amen. like imagine a Targaryen alone in the world. And it's like in comes John. <laughs> yeah. You know, so and, yeah. And they take that from the writing to itself. So yeah. yes, that word alliteration with uh, corn and dawn, corn and dawn, corn and dawn. You know, there, there's definitely some something there, and it's something Gurm would 100 percent do. Yeah. Um, you know, and he said that Helen isn't in, in the books because he knows too much. So what does Helen know? John's parents? that's boring. you know yeah. everyone knows right. John's parents. So Helen knows something more than that, and I love the idea that that um, the the Reed girl is mm-hmm. uh, Mira is, is someone also you know yeah. whether, you know, whether it's <laughs> right it's, especially uh, just
0: given her give, the fact that they talk about she looks like Liana.
2: Yeah, could you imagine if like she's actually Liana's uh, child, and it's like yeah. direction to John this entire time, and it's like this stranger girl? Uh, yeah, um, be. that would kind of suck. But it, or she, twins? Yeah, Magum says twins. Yeah, that actually, I would believe that. Especially, I don't know how they—they're
0: also roughly like the same Star age. Wars,
2: right? Yes, they're supposed to be like exactly the same age. Um, and I don't know how much Gurm brings from Star Wars, but I I mentioned in here, kind of in the chat, it's like. You know, Anakin Skywalker was the chosen one because he was the father of Luke, who brought balance to the Force. So mm-hmm. Rhaegar was the prince who was promised because he gave birth to John, who's gonna, mm-hmm. you know, a- avenge everything essentially. And like that's kind of how the prophecy prophecies work. Um, so I'm not sure how much other influence he brings, but like you know, Star Wars is supposed to be. Like the set in stone hero's journey. If you're writing a hero's journey, you follow this mm-hmm. yeah. uh, guideline essentially. Yeah. Um, that arc, so having yeah. so having twins, you know, could be maybe an element he he took from a different story. And It's like okay, John and Mira are the twins. Um, you know, there's yeah. always like a plan B. Like you know, mm. young Griff. That's just plan B if everything else fails. Like yeah, you know, he he can finish it however he wants. Like oh, John got I accidentally killed John. Like if didn't bring him back. Oh well, yeah, Mira is also Rhaegar's. A I mean, and like, could you imagine? <laughs> he could confirms, you imagine? Like, like, he comes for, he confirms he's like, yes, John is 100. Uh, who, who, who you you do you do a really great uh George Martin voice, but it's like it's like John is John is uh you know 100 Ray and Leanna's yeah. a child, and he is yeah, dead, yeah. Yeah. but Mira <laughs> yeah. is also the child, and it's like that's Bran's vision. It's like you know, Ned brings back twins, and Mira's one of them. It's like, oh, okay, it's <laughs> oh, like, that's what, so what's-? crazy. Um, but I love this. This is blowing my mind, like I said before. And, and as I'm reading through, um, I'm going to look out. Um, Corin's dead, but where I am now, but I, I should go back and, and read those and try to make these, uh, you know, and say, OK, read with an open mind, essentially. And be like, is this how yeah. accurate could this be? Search for. Clues, yeah. yeah. Well, you I, know, I, so cool.
0: I, I say I say we get on the rabbit hole even further the, the girl, let's reveal all these characters, last minute thing. I say Liana has triplets, and it's... it's <laughs> three it's, heads of the dragon. Three there heads you, of the dragon, and it's Jon Snow, Mira Reed, and Val. And, you know, and then oh, that, that would explain why they all go north, and they take Val up there, too, <laughs> and let's just hide them all. Yeah. Then you could say, yeah. well, but her hair color looks different. It's like, well, you know, when you have, like, eight... You know, when you have more kids, it makes it... You know, that's why Sansa has red hair, and... You know, Rob yeah, has kind yeah. of right. redder hair, and Arya right. looks when, like
2: Liana And when George Martin dies before he finishes the series, mm-hmm. we yeah. will be the number one uh, podcast, and just, you'll be elected by the council, yeah, to finish the book. It yeah, and yeah. We're 100% <laughs> yeah. write it this way. We the, we'll be the
0: we'll be the Brandon Sanderson, right? Of
6: uh, um, yeah. of uh, be not be large, be the time. It's not
2: like it, it's not like we're like Hagrid's a flat earther or anything like that. Yeah, exactly like yeah. jk rowling's coming out and be like oh by the way yeah, this is, is ridiculous i wrote this part in here you know like we we can do that too but these theories make more sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. that's great
0: awesome all right uh, uh, yeah let's uh, uh should we or should we move on to what another theory here
1: well we've we've got the uh, patch face theory um and we probably won't be able to get through all of these. I'm, I'm thinking now, you know, just with, with time, but mm-hmm. well, let's well we definitely got quite a few more to go, but should we do the patch face theory and then maybe bring on um...
0: Well Oh, is is the person who wrote patch face in here?
1: Uh
0: no, 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 no. Um, okay. well, so we can get we, well, can we have this rehab. We have, and... have patch face, we have a second R plus L equals J theory. We have Jamie as Azora High, who's Nisa Nisa? Did Liana Stark see the oh this one's Song of Ice and Fire Vision?
1: Yeah. Let's or let's needle, do this real quick. I want to bring her. Yeah, let's do the second um, the, the R plus L equals J theory. And then let's mm-hmm. bring in uh, Lord Hunter real quick, just so you mm-hmm. can kind of talk about maybe Tower of Joy. Right. You know, things like that. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and read this one real quick. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this was from uh, Kendall, uh, yeah. who is the, sor- the the sorceress of uh, mm-hmm. the rabbit hole, which mm-hmm. I love. <laughs> so and actually, Kendall, we will get back to your patch face uh, theory eventually too. I might move that over to the follow-up Friday uh, doc. So, she says, um, I know a lot of people think that Jon Snow's parentage might end up being different in the books. In the show, he is Aegon Targaryen, trueborn son of Rhaegar and Lyanna. Uh, I really enjoy all of the different theories for the books. Maybe there was a little switcheroo and Jon is really the child of Ashara Dane or something totally different. There are tons of possibilities. However, I was reminded recently of an interview where uh, Gurm, Dave, and Dan, the showrunners, uh, sat down. Uh, When they approached George about turning the uh, Song of Ice and Fire series into a show, he agreed to let them do it on one condition, that they could tell him who Jon Snow's mother was. Obviously, they were correct uh, in their answer because we have this amazing show. Why am I bringing this up? Well, if the knowledge of Jon Snow's mother – played such a big part in George allowing the show to be made, in my opinion, it would make sense for the showrunners to come up with their own version. Obviously, they have changed slash left out tons of details from uh, the books, uh, quote here, back to Lady Stoneheart, winky face, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But this seems like an important detail that would remain the same. Also, I believe that during the initial uh, production of the show, book five a dance of dragons hadn't been released yet so for george to pose the question of john's mother uh to and i have to assume that they provided that there was uh, provided enough clues in the first four books for the reader to figure out the answer what do you guys think um i do want to make a quick comment before we bring uh lord hunter on here so if that's okay sir matt Yeah, go right ahead all right um in that interview i i love this because the folks in the reddit they eat up every word every all fans everywhere it doesn't matter where, I where know. like where you're at like um gert actually said that uh when asked whether they answered cor- you know correct or not he said they answered correctly not that their answer was correct, correct. and i always thought that was hilarious because what you know they're saying they answered the way he wanted them to or the way that they want that he wanted them to. And uh, maybe that wasn't the correct answer, but let's go with it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of crazy to think about, mm-hmm. but like, that's how nuts people are when it comes to trying to find a way in which, you know, R plus L doesn't equal J, you right. know? So yeah, but let's see what Lord Hunter, uh, just get you know, his opinions on tower of joy and maybe this whole uh, R plus L equals J you know situation here yeah, so right. i mean and is the, yeah you're is you're, it a thing yeah you're live so
4: hey uh yeah i definitely think that at this point it, he like john is is the main guy like i don't I, even, although it would be cool to have maybe the hound pop up or jamie you know show up with you know a twist of something but mm-hmm. with as much background info on all this stuff and people going way so far out of their way to protect him yeah I, I I find it hard to believe that someone else is gonna come in and just like no, I'm the chosen one to <laughs> you know. yeah but yeah uh, yeah
0: it uh
1: yeah it just doesn't yeah, seem got, like yeah, that's, that's a lot that's, of work right
0: yeah it's something that Serezra and I have talked about yeah. I, said, I think at this part, man, it's harder to prove that r plus l equals j doesn't exist like or is isn't, yeah. isn't isn't the way to go
4: yeah, I mean there's so much legwork has been, you know, given into the wordplay on, you know, that with the uh the uh, high tower is it, you know, it, who is he or, you know, it's like if they're over there protecting him. Yeah. I mean, I I I just feel like uh that seems to be, but I mean it's fun to theorize oh. who else it could be, but yeah, I mean, I think it's John. <laughs>
1: it yeah, matter. it Right, right. It, it is. I mean, it is. And that's what a lot of people who are against the uh, I'm sorry, a lot of people who argue, like, let's say it's Ned and Ashara Dane equals yeah. John. Um, A lot of people argue that. And it's sort of like I've heard people say to, you know, R plus L equals J theorists will say to those folks, you know, where's your textual evidence? You know, like, where, where are you getting uh, this from? Yeah, and they kind of yeah. a, a lot of times when they defend it, they're like filling in the gaps. I mean. I it's one of the issues that uh, Sir Matt and I kind of had with Order of the Green Hand, not issues. I mean, it's a it's a cool YouTube channel, and I I fully support going and checking them out. But it's like, man, uh, it's a lot of speculation. You kind of just have to fill in uh, what you think the story might have been, uh, not based on text really, but just you know, right. this could have happened, you know. So I, uh, it's tough. I
4: definitely. I definitely would, would liked that angle. I like the thought of Ned having this torrid affair, this torrid relationship with, with the Sh- Ashara mm-hmm. before Kat- – I just hate Catelyn. So she's uh, <laughs> uh, such a <laughs> pathetic human. <laughs> I cannot stand her. So you yeah. can't get the 100 archers to mo' Halen, you worthless piece, man. Can you least <laughs> do <me> that? <laughs> you know? So I I love it that <laughs> for him to like forsake her would just be the greatest, I think. Wow. <laughs> Uh, i don't think we're gonna get that
1: <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah, what are your thoughts on the whole tower of joy i mean like does that go down the way we see it in the show or because oh. i know people have a lot of mixed you know thoughts on that um yeah i mean,
4: got the word i am so horrible with that wordplay stuff and that whole uh what was it, like a fever dream of Ned's was just crazy yeah. the way <laughs> it's like that totally i feel like what you guys were talking about earlier, like they made – they actually had a conversation. This is what's going down. This is the, yeah. the next king. We need to do this. I mean that seems right. more realistic than right. than this crazy sword fight between all these key players.
1: Right, Especially right. They all
4: seem so cool-headed and, and like they could logically work it out versus, okay, let's go.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're right. Like I mean I'm sure Ned is pissed that his sister is there, but also yeah. like he doesn't know who they have up in that tower for crying out right, loud like yep. maybe yeah you know he, he could go in that a little more sensible i guess you know is, is what mm-hmm. i think so but wow yeah okay yeah. um awesome all right all right well let's uh let's let's jump on down here a little bit and and we'll pick another uh yeah. raven we've got uh boy we've got well, sir matt we've got a couple to pick from which which one you think here
0: um oh. Yeah, let's let's do um let's do did Lyanna did Liana Stark see uh the song of ice and fire vision. Um just okay. this sounds super cool. Dear sirs Ezra and Matt. Uh, I recently subscribed to Ben the Knee Podcast and have greatly enjoyed exploring Westeros with you and your listeners over the last couple of months. I'm fairly new to A Song of Ice and Fire, having only read through all the books once, going through my second tour now. And I had a question, but if this has been previously discussed, I'd love to know which episode. It seems to me that the Green Sears are a typically people of the North. Is it possible that Lyanna Stark was a Greensayer, and the events of *A Song of Ice and Fire* were instigated not by Rhaegar's, not by Rhaegar, but by Lyanna Stark through a vision of a White Walker, uh, the, um, through a vision of a White Walker invasion, and that their union of ice and fire would bring forth a hero that would save them from the Long Night, the prince that was promised, their son Jon Snow? Considering Lyanna's character, I never really. Bought her uh, role as a damsel in any kind of distress or a person who would be swept away by a prince for, um, of love for alone, it, it seems more plausible to me that Liana would take the initiative um, to present her vision uh, to the morose and inverted uh, prince during the tourney at Hall. I would think that the prince would be hesitant at first, considering not only the fallout, but also the prophecy wherein he was the prince that was promised. Summerhall, Small Smoke, etc. Ultimately believing Liana's vision, he succumbs later and uh, they have scorned together on a, the King's Road, setting off the events of A Song of Ice and Fire. I guess in lieu of Liana being a greenseer, she could have been given the vision um, by the you know omnipotent Bran as well. Uh, It is also possible that the bed of blood scene resulted from uh, Rhaegar and Liana attempting a Nisa Nisa sacrifice using Dawn to try to create Lightbringer. Having failed at the attempt and with Sir Arthur Dane vanquished, Ned takes the sword back to Starfall. I think this might be a little far fetched, to be honest. I really, um, I just really want Dawn to play a bigger role at the end of the story, (laughs) and I've always felt like John and Danny are headed towards a Nisa Nisa like encounter, but hope that is. I hope that it, if that's the case, a cooler sword than Longclaw is used or Longclaw is revealed to be something else. Keep up the great work and seven blessings um, for you uh, for improving my commute. Uh, kind regards, uh, what is it? Dobrin. Doberin, I guess. Dobrin, yeah. Lord of the Dornish uh, Starches. <laughs> that's awesome. Like D-O-U, um, D-O-U-G-H, g h like, Yeah,
6: like, yeah. yeah.
0: So that's yeah, awesome um, um let's see
1: if ladies sarah, sarah? Sarah,
0: yeah might want to might want to jump in on this on this let's one let's
1: see if she's available if she, um she might not be though she,
0: she has herself muted here okay, um, okay we'll we should... come back to oh, lady no, okay, there sarah we
1: there we go she's oh, oh perfect sweet. <laughs> perfect yeah um any thoughts on on you know just like liana being the one who um, instigates this 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 whole thing, and maybe she's not kidnapped, but she seeks out Rhaegar type of thing.
5: You know that's very interesting. I'm not sure. I think it was maybe Lord Parker that had like yeah. said something funny about Grandma Stark like a, a few days ago, and it got yeah. me thinking because we don't you know like most of the moms in and Game of Thrones, we don't know a whole lot about them, and so mm-hmm. we don't know a lot about Ned's and Benjins and Lyanna's mother. Um, Mm -hmm. but what we know about Liana is that she's always described as really wild and willful and completely not just like, you know, I don't think it's just a Northern thing. I think, I think there's something there and she most definitely, most definitely could have been, I could have seen these things, you know, um, like in her dreams, just the way John does the way, you know. Targaryens and Starks do, and I feel like the Stark lineage has has some, some old Targaryen in it, or um, oh, what's the other, you know, some other like Valyrian family um,
6: okay. Okay. You know,
5: crossed in it that could give her those sort of abilities to be able to see these things. However, I, you know, where her and Rhaegar would come together in it, where she would like, you know, I, I don't know how she would bring Rhaegar into it, rather than him
1: needing to find her on his own you know okay yeah so i mean yeah it would be either she has to communicate something to him at heron hall um and then they rendezvous later or or someone you know I, yeah that, that's a good point when does she because because we had the whole kidnapping situation we air quote kidnapping situation so um yeah, that's that's a good point. Unless it's arranged or something, it's some arranged meetup that is made to to look that way. But um, I like the, you know what you're saying about, about her being very you know wild and and, and willful, and it does kind of fit with her nature. You know that that she would um, if she thinks this is the you know for the good of the realm, or she has this vision. Uh, yeah, I could see her you know doing something like that.
5: Yeah. Yeah, almost kind of like Sarah Connor Terminator start like yep. style, like mm-hmm. I have to have this baby and it has to be with you and let's figure it out. <laughs> like Yeah. Something something to that effect.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so that's I like that. I like that. Um the other point here was <laughs> so is it also possible that the bed of blood scene resulted from Rhaegar and Liana attempting a Nisa Nisa sacrifice? Wow. Yeah, I mean, that is a intense. There was I mean, it's always referenced that there's the the blood and and the flowers. Um, But I mean, like, do we I mean, huh? Do we know she was does it say she was pregnant in the?
0: No, definitely does not. It just says that she was found in a bed of blood. That's all we know.
1: Yeah, Okay. I was just kind of, you know, thinking out loud there. Um, yeah. But, you know, thoughts on that, just just the idea that we're going to plunge a, a sword into and like, that, would Liana go along with that? I mean, that, that you have to have like that's a willing sacrifice to mm-hmm. give well, up your spirit
5: it could, to step in real quick. It could have been um, like an old fashioned C-section. Um, right. No, I don't You know. You yeah. with the Walking Dead, um, you know, I don't think it's something that they used to do. But like if you have somebody that's kind of Qyburn-esque that knows things about uh-huh. the body that maybe you know other people in the realm wouldn't they had to cut john out of her you know yeah, yeah.
1: That, okay
0: yeah Or yeah they're, they're trying to like it. induce labor or something you know
1: somehow or, or something huh wow i didn't think of that wow that's interesting yeah okay all right um well that yeah i i, I, I like that i like this is a, i i'm glad we picked this one sir Matt because it's different it's it's mm-hmm. definitely not something uh we've we've talked a lot about and and nisa nisa that kind of gets you know forgotten we talk a lot about azora high and, and so it's nice to hear like lord adam parker talk about this we've got this raven talking more about nisa nisa and who that person could be in our current story you know if if, if that is going to be a thing mm-hmm. um so yeah um let's see should we roll anybody out? you want to yeah. just like needle as light ringer maybe yeah,
0: yeah 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 let's let's roll on down to this one um Okay, perfect. Um, good sirs, I actually have two ravens that I have been working on, so I've included both of them. Um, Azora's high theory. Oh, is this both of them? And then the next one is the following. Uh, one. I don't know. Anyway, yes. Yeah. Or is this kind of both? All right. Well, uh, let's say that uh, John is Azora High reborn, and that Lightbringer is actually a sword. There are different versions of this theory. In one, John indirectly causing Egret's death is the sacrifice. In others, it's believed that John will kill Danny to forge Lightbringer. I have a different theory. Azor Ahai killed his wife because he knew he needed to sacrifice the person he loved the most. John loved Igret but didn't intend for her to die. John and Danny are together, in the show at least, but does he love her more than anyone else? The person he loves the most in this world is probably Arya. He even had a sword forged for her. Azor Ahai originally forged that sword that became Lightbringer himself. None of the characters ever forged their own swords, but Needle is the one that... um is one of the only swords forged during the series by someone who is still alive part of the bittersweet ending we were promised could be that john and Arya are finally reunited after years apart only for john to have sacrificed her to save the world they could even mirror the scene where john first gives needle to aria with aria handing needle to john and saying first lesson stick him with the pointy end killing the little wow. sister he adores uh seems much more appropriate uh sacrifice than killing danny yeah and um if you go back and like you you know we, had, we you and i had had found like the original like some of the original ideas way back when this whole thing was starting, and he, he was kind of planning on it maybe being a trilogy, right like three books, and the idea was, you know, John and maybe, you know, maybe John and Arya get together at the end or something, you know, and something, something like that. But that was I mean, ter- er, very, very, very early, like
1: ideas. um Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it's. I guess my question, as as you get ready to kind of select somebody, is like, why, um, you know. Could it be any sword? I mean, can is it just about the, like, we, like because what's special about Needle? You know, other than it's just forged and it's named and, and 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 Arya has it, um, is it like you could take any significant sword and it's all about the ritual that you do with it? You know what I mean? Right, right, yeah. Because I feel
0: like it would have to be, um, yeah. I I think it's a lot. Maybe it is a lot less about the sword unless it's like Dawn or something, right? Because Dawn is different. Yeah, right. It's yeah. not and steel. Um. Because it seems to me like, you know, well, if you can kill regular White Walkers with Valyrian steel and dragonglass, so I'm kind of with you. I uh, I'm, st- I start to think less and less on this idea of it has to be a specific sword, right? Mm-hmm. Especially because we know Stannis pulls one out of the fire and then, you know, Aemon talks about yeah. the sword not being special. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, well, I, I, don't know. I think it is much less about the, you know, the actual sword and more of the ritual in person.
1: Yeah. And, and one more point, too, just that it would be kind of ironic to have this lesser, you know, newly forged uh, sword at the beginning of, a, of, of the series be the sword. You know what I mean? We have so many other great swords out there. And it's like, wait a second. Needle. It's needle of all things. You know, I don't know. The only uh, way
0: the only way I think that it is a specific sword is if the ending of this is like Bran um you know has to go back and set up specific events, right? Like it's you know, because we know like obviously the Hodor moment and then it's more like you know, like um X Men Days of Future Past, right? You know, okay. where like yeah. you know, we're at the very end of the movie, they're getting ready to rewrite it and set off like the new timeline and you have like the sentinels are coming in and wolverine's in there and he's like in the vision and like maybe that's what it is maybe actually they're protecting what if they go the same route where it's actually like they're just the final battle is they don't even actually have to kill the night king they just have to prevent him from ever being created and then it's like a big timeline wipe you know which yeah. i i hope that's not the route they go but it's a possibility um and so it's more like hey we just have to hold this guy off until you know like in X-Men Days of Future Past, Wolverine's back in time, and he's, like, trying to fix these things, and you kind of get to vi- see him, like, in the current time, and, you know, they're fixing it all, and, like, he yeah fixes it in the past, like, just the right moment before he dies in the future and all this stuff, so. Uh, right, right. Could be something like that where Brand has to go back and set up all these different events, and that's about the only way I think that it's just coincidence, right, that it's either Long Claw or some people say Heartsbane or Needle, that it is yeah. a specific sword and... Um, you know that that route
1: gotcha yeah okay awesome
0: uh should we gra- gather some more thoughts here uh yeah let's bring on uh let's bring on lord adam parker because he's he, uh and then pr- and then probably uh Maglum on this one So Kay. boom all right lord adam parker's
2: on hey guys uh yeah great uh great theory uh great talk you know needle being probably the most important sword that has been forged in the books and show mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah it, uh definitely john loves Arya the most um i agree with all that stuff mm-hmm. um and yeah it's not there's no you know any sword could be light you know technically i don't think we're looking for a red sword i think one could be transformed into it um right. you know that that makes sense as well um although uh, there is a yeah. good someone brought up heart and I yep. mean come on, Heart's Bane is like right. basically saying like you were stabbed in someone's heart. You know? Right. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And forget about that one. from the trailer, it does appear that Sir Jorah has Heart's Bane and maybe he kills Danny uh and he's Azorahai.
0: Yeah. I still really do like the idea Nailed of somebody it. like somebody like the yeah. Hound or what are these other people being like Zora High, I think, you know, I think, I think that would be really cool.
2: It w- I'm pretty I'm into, go, yeah. yeah, no, you go first. Well, actually, I, just wait, 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 go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. Yeah, go <laughs> ahead. <Lord. This> <laughs> <Margaret>. <laughs> My, mine's, mine's pretty a little off deck. My I, I'm into the idea of it being Jamie. Yeah. I would not be, oh. I would not be unhappy if it was Jamie. Um, yeah, okay. as, as like one of those Sandor, you know, but
1: anyway, you go. Well, no, that's cool. I like that. I mean, we actually skipped a. Uh, we we'll yep. have to come yep. back to that Raven at some point. But, um, you know, we often t- you know how we talk about you know uh, Aemon when he was on his way to trying to get to the Citadel with Sam, talks about how the prince that was promised could have been the princess that was that was promised. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I, I, sometimes when we talk about Hot, brought up you know uh, Jora using that sword against Danny, and I was I just clicked in my head why wouldn't maybe Danny. Or or someone uh, like a, a female use a sword, you know, to plunge plunge a sword into a male's heart. You know what I mean? We That's always think about true. it. True. Mm-hmm. Not that there's any Maybe. real evidence for it. I just think.
2: What I if could... he? What if like Jorah's gonna betray Danny, and then someone stops him and like hits him or something, and Danny mm-hmm. picks up the sword and like shoves it into Jorah's heart? Yeah. 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 Y- yeah. I mean, that could but be. Yeah. I mean has she been betrayed for love yeah oh, it's in the bum what was it gold love and
1: war yeah yeah oh gosh yeah we'd have to look 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 that up yeah, yeah that
2: that could be I, I mean i think danny being betrayed for gold if that's one of the prophecies is cersei saying that they will go north and then getting the golden company oh yeah i yeah. like that um, but she hasn't been portrayed for love, I think. assume, like, her prophecy gets undermentioned. We should talk about that soon. Um, yeah. it, and I haven't gotten, I'm right up to the point in Jamie's fever dream. I actually saw a video about his fever dream, and, like, I'm excited to read that part in the books. I'm sure there's a ton of clues of his fever dream and Danny's prophecy when she's in the house and dying. Like, I think right. these are, like, they talk about, you know, the the blue a uh, flower of liana in the, in the wall, they talk about the King with no shadow holding a flaming sword. Like, um, right. So in her prophecy is, yeah. Uh, you know, betrayed for love. I, I think it's that Jorah something heartsbane. Like that would make sense to be light bringer. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, Needle's a good one too. I mean,
1: right. I think, right. Yeah.
2: I, yeah. Ultimately I think it is the night's watch is. That's what I was going to ask you. I is that in, I, people, you that in the past? Right. Yeah. I, I said that in the books, it makes way too much sense for the Night Watch to not be it, um, and not that trailers really show literally anything. Like the whole point of a trailer is to throw misdirection, but it doesn't appear that the Night's Watch is going to be like a big deal. So I think that if we do get an Azor Ahai Lightbringer moment in the show, I don't think it's going to be the Night's Watch. I think that's more book thing. Um, that I think the final battle is going to happen at the Wall or something. I'm not sure if it's going to come down. Right. Or, you know who knows. But in the books, I mean. Yeah, if they do a final battle in Winterfell, and if we do get an Azor High, which George R. Martin was like, you know, F prophecies. He's like, don't believe them. Yeah. <laughs> They're all liars. That's is he true. saying that because, yes, you guys are correct in saying, hey, w- what about the women? All of these prophecies, Valonqar prophecy, um, you know, is it the little brother? Is it the little daughter? It's, everything is mixed gender. Is it the prince that was promised? Is it the princess that was promised? Um, you know, or mm-hmm. is... Um, you know, is that what Martin was saying when he's like, don't believe prophecies because they're all just about women instead of men. Right. Um, but yeah, in the show, uh, plausible that, that needle could be like Ringer, and there's a John Aria sacrifice or, you know, or, um, you know, a a uh, heartsbane and Jorah and Danny. Yeah. yeah. You know what, well, th- one of the
1: core things I took away from Raven too, was the idea that it doesn't necessarily have to be like a romantic love. It could be that yes. love, yep. right. It's just someone yep. you really deeply care about. Right. It's like, um, it's
2: like Thanos throwing a Gamora. Sure. Know, the thing he loved the most.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So that opens up a lot more different, you know, possibilities. I think sometimes, um, yeah. When you look right. at it that way. So where
2: yeah. did Someone sent a Raven. It was like, Oh, so it's talking about, I think they mentioned that too. And it was like, Stannis has to kill himself or who was it, yeah. it was like somebody somebody just loves themselves but they yeah. go through like legit ones yeah it's like this person's just into themselves um yeah yeah but yeah no it's a really great point and it really opens up your eyes because like i think sometimes in these uh theories we get too focused on maybe the words or you know too focused on the you know the the moment or the movement and we don't you know, we have to open ourselves up to, you know, what if it what if it is a, a brother sister love sacrifice or what if it is a, you know, Winterfell sacrifice or duty is something you love, um, you know, anything like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. You know, I was looking up some of that, as you said, she the the three betrayals, uh, blood, gold and love. And yeah, that that's I, I was there's a lot of different take. I was just reading something real quickly while you were talking about the idea that um how those things can be fulfilled and not be directly like a, not a, a direct betrayal to Danny. Um, it could even be through, through Tyrion or, th- or through someone else who betrays her for love, you know, or right. Yeah. Something yeah. like that too, which, which then kind of expands that Full blood that Tyrion
2: could betray her for Jamie or for the, you know, his yeah. family, which it's right. kind of, they kind of point to it or maybe he did that in seven or something. And, um, yeah. Yeah, they do talk like that's a huge possibility, and that could be the blood portrayal, or betrayal, right. I should say. Um, right. Yeah, no, it could be. Yes, it's, it's any of these things, and I, I like the idea too that um, that Lightbringer could be not one of the most magnificent swords. You know, it's not one of these super powerful mm-hmm. uh, Valyrian steel swords, but it's like this little tiny, uh, you know, needle that's just castle forge steel, and it's like thin and it. She like she can't kill the hound with it it's like not right yeah it's not a a good sword like she can't physically do damage with this sword you know maybe it's something else yeah yeah i like it good good stuff all right awesome okay um
1: let's see here sir matt so we've got i mean quite a bit here for blood raven i thought maybe we could read some of the blood raven stuff and then um i know maglem's got some some thoughts on on uh on that it it, you don't have to read all of it because um we've got uh royal um royal sword uh the third king of uh, the north you know by the way he wanted us to clarify king of the north carolina uh protector of the realm of yeah so because he was like i don't want anybody thinking that i am uh you know trying to uh uh, take take the title there you know so we totally understand that that, hey that, that that's okay man you know,
0: being coming coming from Ohio, you know, we still have problems with North Carolina, so it's just,
1: just <laughs> all right. There's only so, one. So yeah, there's
0: only one state of aviation, all right, and it's ours.
1: So. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So so yeah, Royal Sour. Uh, we've got a couple here, so we'll just read a couple of these about Blood Raven. He kind of goes on about, um, just some of his thoughts there. So,
0: okay, let's read this first in here. Uh, Sir Ezra and Sir Matt, thank you, uh, all for the. Uh, Thank you for all that you do. I really enjoy the podcast and all of the extra Patreon content. I am primarily a show watcher, but have listened to the first two audiobooks. I'm currently uh, uh, trudging through the reread episodes of the podcast in hopes of being current prior to the season eight premiere. Right now, I am up to June 29th show. Uh, it is frustrating to be behind because there are so many things that you guys have talked about that I want to chime in on. But I think that it's all pretty fair game and fair Moving forward, so here are some thoughts about Bloodraven. I do think that there is a lot of evidence to show that Brennan Rivers is the Three-Eyed Raven um, in, in a lineage of Three-Eyed Ravens. We also know that the Night King is depicted this way, considering the hieroglyph of the Night King in the cave on Dragonstone does not look like the current Night's King. So in my mind, the Three-Eyed Raven, whoever she or he or she is at any given time, is the mortal enemy of the Night King. We know that the children created the Night King. Uh, did they create the Three-Eyed Raven as well in order to keep their Night uh, King super their Night King super weapon? And check, this is actually something you know we talked about um, mm-hmm. a while back with kind of that brand that brand theory we did. This yeah. is why the Night King has awoken and ventured south. Uh, through green sight, he sees Bran being lured to the Three-Eyed Raven's cave in order to be trained to succeed Brandon Rivers. This is the Night King's opportunity to stop the heritage of his mortal enemy from passing to a new generation. I believe that the spells placed in the Three-Eyed Raven's cave, on the wall, and on the crypts of Winterfell by the Children uh, and by the Three-Eyed Raven were all broken the second the Night King uh, branded Bran by touching him. I kind of agree with that as well. He know he now knows where Bran is located at all times and has and now has no spells to stop him. As Uncle Benjen tells Bran, he is coming for you. Paraphrased. The only other point I wanted to make regarding Brandon Bloodraven is that uh, Bran is training. Uh, Brandon takes him to several places in the past and present. Knowing what we know about Bran's limitations in this sort of astral, you know, travel, we know that Brandon Rivers uh, has knew what happened in these places at these times, Elsie wouldn't have known to show Bran these events. Following this logic, Brandon saw Hodor become Hodor prior to meeting Bran. Brandon had been to the Tower of Joy and witnessed John's birth prior to showing Bran, meaning he already knew John Snow's identity and he probably knew exactly who the Night King is and what his motivations are moving forward. Sadly, I guess that's enough for now. <laughs>
1: uh it, it's that last bit is kind of just a a, a, a twister that's just a mind mm-hmm. twist you know yeah I mean when you get into all that you know he knew it he saw Hodor become Hodor so he knows to bring Bran back there you know just kind of crazy mm-hmm. weird to think about I don't know that you know we not even I'm not even of 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 all that but it's it's a little twisted um yeah I don't know let's let's bring in uh you know Maglem and, and, and just get some thoughts on on Blood raven just in, in general, you know, um, and maybe in regards to some of these ravens. We've got a few more thoughts from uh, Royal Sword as well too, so we can read those as we have Maglum on.
3: Yep, Maglum, you're alive. Hello. Hey. So, if you don't mind, I'll just go off on a flight of fancy for a second here regarding yeah. what Royal Sword said. So, if the Three-Eyed Raven is supposed to be a direct countermeasure to the Great Other, not the Great Other, the, um, the Night King, and yeah. they're both Let's say they both come from the Great Other based upon Melisandre's vision where she said that, the, that Bran was a servant of the Great Other. Yeah. So do you think that with the Night King becoming more powerful, creating his army of the dead, getting larger, his power becoming so great, then in turn the Three-Eyed Raven's power also becomes greater huh. uh, at the same time? Because he has to become equally strong in ways to be able to match the Night King who's meant to stop. And if they both get the power from the same source, and they're both powering up the same source, then possibly. I don't
1: know. Yeah, that is that is interesting because, it yeah, I mean, yeah, like like, like I, I I get what you're saying too, and I always kind of thrown because it's like the children, if they created the Night King, and then they create, you know, Crow to counter that, um, how does the, I don't I don't want you to answer this, but like because we've talked about it a lot, like. How does the last hero and, and and Azor Ahai fit in there as well? And I thought your answer yeah. on on the face and the religion piece was was really was really good, but yeah, I, I would imagine that they would have to like like the three eyed crow would have to gain in power, maybe that is why we needed Brand to. I mean, if if the if the Night King is growing in power, maybe that's why Brendan Rivers needed Brand to come north, you know, to to replace him. Yeah. You know?
3: um, as well, like I was just like mentioning this before. But I've got like a little idea that I think that we I was just discussing this with Lord Parker there. That yeah. I think the green site, like pure green site, because it's been known for walks have the ability, but just greenside alone, I think yeah. it comes more from the Riverlands than it does from the north. Because uh-huh. you've got the Isle of Faces there in the Riverlands, which is like the major, quite possible major hub for um, children of the forest. That might be where like more interaction occurred. And because mm-hmm. look at it, we've got, Brendan Rivers uh, has the green site. Jodan yeah. Reed has the green site. Bran has the green site. All three of them have Riverland's blood through some way or another.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So, well, and yeah. Yeah, and also the children, you know, at the when, before the pack was signed, right, like their green seers were considered, and I, this has always kind of thrown me, the green seers, according to the wiki, uh, were wise men and leaders of the children of the forest. You know, and we know that... Um, uh, you know, they inhabited a lot of that south of the neck or that neck region, on mm. down into what we know as the as the Riverlands. So yeah, that that uh, that does make a, a you know a lot of sense. Yeah.
3: Um, and oh, sorry, I just had something else on
1: Blood Rave? Oh, no, yeah. Just
3: sorry, I just, it. no, just, okay. just, just okay. going to yeah. think. Oh sorry, no, like, you know, some thought. It's
1: just. Yeah, that's that's how that's that's how it goes here. But the the um, I, I guess. You know, we were talking a little bit just about the, how the Night King, um, you know, awoke in his in his venturing, you know, south. And, I, I, you know, Sir Matt, you had kind of said you've always believed that when the Night King touches Bran, mm-hmm. that that is. Yeah, that's his that's, way of marking him. Right. Yeah. Like I you actually
0: I, I for the longest time, I thought that, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, for years you can go back and you can find us on <laughs> and some of our other uh, earlier projects oh in which we were talking Game of Thrones. <laughs> Um, where we both, you and I both, I think, would kind of said this is how he gets beyond the wall is that Bran will leave, go back beyond the wall, and that broke, like, the spell. Um, yeah. Yeah, we didn't, you know, we didn't see him stealing a dragon and knocking it down that way. And I still believe in the books it could it could be different, whether it's the Horn of Winter that just flat out, like, destroys the wall or a similar thing happens, where, and then that's what ca- allows the Night King to come beyond the wall. I could see, like, maybe yeah. the Night King comes beyond the wall and then destroys it and then from the other side right from the other side kind of and then that lets his army of the dead walk walk through um Mm. so but i definitely think that you know that wasn't just the mark that lets him into the cave i think it could be something bigger as well
1: yeah yeah uh right yeah Uh, oh sorry sorry. real quick just to bring uh magdalene back in this to kind of tie those two pieces together you know um does the night king have that green sight or what kind of abilities does he have are they similar as you were saying to the three-eyed crow if if uh you know according if if uh, royal here has it has it right in that the three-eyed crow is made to counter the night king uh are their powers similar i mean can they do similar things or you know
3: so if i'd like sort of like based on like what i can sort of see we could sort of sum it up as the Night King, you could say that his powers seem to be based around all like, gonna get a bit physicsy here, but kind of like movement of energy. Because essentially, mm-hmm. when things get cold, you're just taking energy out of them. Right. Mm-hmm. And he can then reinvest energy potentially into the dead, raising the dead, making them do what he wants. Uh, whereas the Three Eyed Raven seems to be much more based around like um, omniscience based on time and space. And then we know Bran can go beyond this and actually
1: right. move to a
3: degree through time and space. My yeah. other, like idea I had relating to the Night King was possibly if he's after Bran, I think like the actor for him will say something like, "Being the Night King is horrible. He doesn't like existing. He doesn't like being the Night King because it's really unpleasant." Yeah. Could he be after Bran to, in the end, rather than kill him, he says, "I want you to go and stop me from existing because I don't want to exist." or oh, Because wow. Bran could be a person who could potentially go back in time, undo the chain of events. Like uh, was talking mm-hmm. about was talking about like uh terminatoring it creating the yeah. time loop or whatever right which he could potentially do and thereby stop the night king from existing stop this happening and then gosh so much of history would change if you do that though oh like, my yeah
1: yeah that's that's wild to, to go back and, and almost to yeah, it would it would be a reset you know to the whole thing mm. it would it would uh uh go back to the, the long night might not happen you know type of thing that yeah. it would be wild mm. Yeah. I, it, well, it is interesting too. We've talked a lot about that. Brand's powers do seem, especially right. uh, when you look at what he's able to see with his sight, seems to be more than than what we hear other green seers or or, or folks have the ability to do. Seems to be something special about him. Yeah. Something. Beyond, great
0: something. Something a little bit more more powerful than Bloodraven.
3: And yeah. More controlled. Hmm. He seems to be very controlled. Over yeah. It, like compared to even compared to someone like Jojen, who's like relatively weak in the scale but Jojo doesn't have much control over it brandon seems to have a great deal of control over his at least right. towards the
1: end right yeah Let, let's uh let's uh sir Matt, if you don't mind let's just read this next part we'll read the next two they're they're fairly short and then we'll mm-hmm. get uh maglem's thoughts on on these as well too
0: uh okay yeah right here so um sir matt and sir ezra sorry to have missed the point about Brennan rivers his spies were so widespread that uh, also referring to the eye he lost in battle, a popular riddle at the time asked, "How many eyes does Bloodraven have?" Which you know, a thousand eyes and one. Uh, he is also said to have cared not for an individual or for those whom he should have been loyal, but only held loyalty to the realm. The parallels from blood raven to lord Varus are too many to overlook in my opinion i am not sure what impact this will have on season eight or the books moving forward but there are so many bastard targaryens out there that it is easy to believe that lord Varus could be one of them especially regarding similarities in the way he spells his name to the way the targaryens spell their
1: names more food for thought mm-hmm. yeah i i've always thought i mean it, it's crazy i almost feel like uh, at the beginning of the show lord varus is could go any direction super you know n- knows more than he should all this is his, the, the network of spies Brenda River has that same type of thing um and then as it goes on I just feel like Lord Varys get, keeps getting kind of pushed to the back a little bit you know um yeah it's a little unfortunate yeah, he also
0: he also um you know I, I'm I'm rewatching. I'm just about done with season four right now in my rewatch. yeah and there's the interesting conversation I, I don't this, you know, is another thing that we can't see because we don't get POVs like this in the book. But um, Varus is standing in the throne room and um, Obrin walks in and talks to him. And he, Oberyn kind of makes jokes about, like, you know, wanting to hook, hook up with boys or girls. And he probably liked boys yeah. beforehand. And, <laughs> right. um, you know, and Varus says no. He's like, oh, girls? Wow, I just wouldn't have taken you for that. And he's like, no. He's like, oh, he's like, I found that, you know, like having those kind of desires you know uh like cause you to you know you know just they get they get in the way right and so he's like well what do yeah. you desire and he just looks at the iron throne you know and then that's yeah. that's the end of the scene it's a small it's a very short little scene
1: but um yeah it's it would explain a lot about Varus.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah any thoughts uh Michael, just on 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 Varys's, you know um i know we've talked a lot Show just identity as as to maybe who he is, is, is he a Targaryen Blackfire um on a way in there? Uh
3: I don't mind the idea of Varus being a Blackfire. I jokingly suggested this once before, but I think it's an interesting point that if he is a Blackfire, he could potentially have dragon dreams, which could be where he gets some specific knowledge mm-hmm. of stuff.
6: Yeah.
3: Right. If he wouldn't have otherwise. And I I've i forgot about that little scene where um Varus just like has a look at the throne or whatever. Yeah. Because that's that's an interesting thing. Like possibly asexual. I don't know. I think it's just mm-hmm. an interesting little character trick. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I've always loved Varys as well. I think he's just got this uh great degree of he, I'd say he's probably one of the most good aligned characters we sort of see because he's just he's just trying to make sure things run smoothly and solve sort of like as few people die as possible all the time. But I don't yeah. know, he might have his whole greater plan in the works or right. something like that. But I don't know. Yeah. Like he seems I like Varys a lot. I think he's I like he gets a lot of really great moments that like I just love the bit where he's talking to Ned Stark as well, and then mm-hmm. just basically like you watched me get um completely cut down that, and he's like, and I would again. I have I was unarmed, unarmed, and surrounded by Lannister men. What do you want me to do? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And Var-
0: Varys has Varys has that he has that uh, happen multiple times because um, mm. in the episode I was. It happens in the books too, but um, in in yeah. the show, just because I, I just rewatched it, it's more it's more, much more fresh in my mind. Tyrion's trial, right? It's same. I think it's the same episode. Um, he, you know, had talked to Tyrion before about you know you saved the city and no one will know. it. And he's he uh, Tyrion asks him that in front of everyone after Varys, kind of you know, in a way he tells the truth. When I can't remember what question he's asked by the, by the council. But, um, it, you know, essentially also helps condemn kind of Tyrion in the eyes of those that are judging him. And he asks him the same. He him the same question. He says, you know, you and I once spoke, you said that the city would not be saved with me. Did, did you forget that? And Varys doesn't say I didn't forget that. He says, I never forget anything. Right. So in a mm-hmm. way, he still is saying like to Tyrion, yes, I remember that. But to the core, it's like you know, kind of ambiguous. I never said that. Yeah. It's an ambiguous answer. Yeah. Right. So like they could perceive it either way. So it doesn't really help Tyrion's cause.
3: He's got a great way with words. Varys does. He's, right. Mm-hmm. I, I like as well, the way that he like has this sort of persona that he puts on, like he's always putting on personas, but like the one he just plays for everyone. He has like the over the top. Like right. I'm so silly. He's yeah. very, he, he plays himself off <laughs> as being very harmless, uh, effeminate, silly, like I'm, and over the top. Like he, dramatically like sucks his finger after cutting it on the um uh valyrian steel dagger i think at one point or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. and Mm he's just tries to be as top as he can but again he's making people underestimate him because he's trying to make himself seem less harmful than he is because if he doesn't act like that then he'd end up with a reputation like blood raven to bring it back around where everyone's terrified of him because like oh god he knows so much and he's so ruthless like Varys knows a lot but People right. don't have him as a ruthless person because he's not using it ruthlessly. He's storing these secrets and storing some information for himself, and putting mm-hmm. the pieces together bit at a time.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And what's what's crazy too? I mentioned it when we first started talking about uh, Varus is that like, so at, like one of the things he does at the end of the books, right? Is it in A Dance of Dragons? Doesn't he kill? Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, at the very end, of the epilogue. Kevin Lannister. He does.
0: Yep. Um, he does kill. Kevin oh yeah. Lannister,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's so sorry. By the way, if anybody hasn't got there yet, but like that, <laughs> that you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but it's like, yeah. Like like the show. I feel like kind of. I mean, I, I feel like just when Varys meets uh, Kinvara or whatever her name is Melisandre, and does does he meet Kinvara or is it just maybe it's just Melisandre? It's um. But
0: he doesn't meet. Kinvara no, he does meet
1: Kinvara. Not in the book. He does. No, in the show. In the show, he does uh, meet Kinvara. She, she, yes. Yeah, and she, and she, she, kinda, she kinda, They both
0: have they both have good like conversations with him.
1: Yeah. She kinda scares him. I mean, she kinda, yeah. you know, as first thing you ever see, Varys kinda like uh what's the word? Just shook up a little bit, you know? Right. Um Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, at least in the show, he like specifically says, I hate magic, basically. Yeah. And quite possibly specifically Rolo, because we hear a voice speak through the flames. And mm-hmm. that's actually part of the reason why I think is not like this benevolent loving being is it's like just the hearing the voice of this being terrified Varys. It horrified him to such a degree. He's like, I don't know what was coming out of that flames, but it was nothing good. So I'm like, yeah. ooh, is R'hllor this benevolent force that people think he is?
1: Yeah. Um, let me, oh, where where is it at? Yeah, here. So uh, someone was, uh, you know, we, we have just real quick, just because you mentioned that Rolor might not be, who we think you know he is. He might not be the good god that we want to be with. Mm-hmm. Um we uh, Sir Matt and I were, were reading again just the other night, uh some we went down a crazy rabbit hole oh my, with yep. just theories yeah. on, on Reddit. <laughs> and uh one of the guys we come across, and, and he's pretty well known in that community, is uh his name is Lucifer Means Lightbringer. And so I just wanted to do a quick plug if, it, ah. if anyone wants to go look him up, um so when you look up the meaning, you know uh, what does Lucifer mean? It means br- uh, bearer of light or oh God, light, yeah, li- li- yeah, light bringer. And so it's just sort of like you know how Ger starts with a name, you know, and he, and he tries to kind of um, like all of his characters. You know, when you look at uh, uh, just how they the the origins of their name or the mythology or the you know the etymology attached to all of that, it's it's really interesting. And so I had never thought about that until I saw his, his name. And then I went to his blog and I'm like, Oh my God, this is actually genius. So I just wanted to put that in there as a plug, you know? So when people, cause some people, you would say that, you know, Magdalene, you would say that. And some folks would say, you're nuts. That's crazy. <laughs> you, know, is, you know, come on, he's the good guy, but like, yeah. look a little closer and, and maybe not, you know? So, well, I didn't I don't always know. believe everything I say. I just try to make people think a little bit yeah. differently sometimes. <laughs>
3: I like I was, it. Yeah, I was listening to the Ravens Nest before, and people got quite up in arms about me possibly denying Rolor's divinity. I'm like, I'm just want you to take a, a moment to consider the other side of the view that he might yeah. not be. Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And yeah. and I, you know, and Gert challenges us, you know, uh, with our characters that we kind of fall in love with all the time. It's like, you know, I John gets stabbed by the Nights Watch, and I mean, sometimes I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know what? I mean, I don't know, man. For the Watch, you know, he he he. Uh he, he was turning his back on the night's watch. He was going to save his his little sister. You know, maybe he should have been stabbed. And now people are going to uh now people are going to curse my name and, and try to stone me. Oh we're gonna man.
3: stab you to say forbidden the knee.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, that's funny. Um, yeah, remember
0: remember he remember John Aaron. Okay, what the, <laughs> Yeah. What hey, hey, hey,
1: <laughs> 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 hey now, that's that's a forbidden topic, you know. Oh, uh, it's funny. But uh, all right, yeah. Let's let's actually uh, go on to the next Raven here, and then we'll bring in um, uh, Lord Hunter and then uh, Lady Sarah because the next one's pretty cool. It's just the idea about the Night's Watch and their role in Season Eight. Um,
0: Uh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hello sirs, greeting from the far northern kingdom of Minnesota, specifically St. Paul. Love your podcast and I look forward to it every week. I've been listening to you guys since December of 2018. I've always loved the follow-up Friday episodes because of the theories and rabbit holes. Although uh, it is fun to listen to Raven's Nest episodes now, someday maybe I'll be able to participate. So I have uh, three different ideas that I'd love to share with you guys. Have we seen the full strength of the White Walkers at this point in the show? We've seen the vastness of the army on screen, and we've seen giants, White Walkers, and even an ice dragon at this point. But is there more to come during the final season? One thing that always sticks with me is when old Nan, back in book one, was refreshing Bran with the old story. She turned a dark corner and went into the depth of the horrors of the long night. She exclaimed about the Walkers riding spiders as big as hounds. In all, I'm just curious about if there is any sort of strength that the White Walkers pose against humanity that we have no clue about. We'll see more uh, power from the Night King and his hordes. Uh, uh, This is kind of three parts here. So the second part. Um, As of the last episode of Season 7, the Wall has been knocked down and the other army has begun to enter the lands of Westeros. My question is, since the Wall has been breached, will the Night's Watch abandon their post and head to wherever they are needed in Westeros? Will we see them at Winterfell? Uh, Would there be any reason for them to stay at Castle Black or the Shadow Tower, especially since the main army they've been entrusted with protecting the kingdoms uh, has now broken the Wall? Very curious as to what role they play going forward. Lastly, very random shift, but what do we know about Greywater Watch? There's almost nothing about it in any uh, about it during the books or the history over A World of Ice and Fire. I'm in the middle of my reread of The Clash of Kings, and I have recently read about Brand's first meetings with Jojen and Mira. They don't give you much about their castle, other than it moves from all the time. It is such a mysterious place in Westeros. I've always wondered if there's more to be known there. Would love to hear you guys speculate. Have You got, uh, hope you guys can elaborate on the ideas I've laid out once again. Thanks for all that you do and making uh, the time spent in my car that much more entertaining. Sir Matt the Frozen
1: Knight, nice, awesome. Okay, let's go to L- Lord Hunter. And I think what we'll do is let's we'll maybe start with that. Um, that first idea will we see you know a more powerful Night King or or an uh, like a uh, the the giant spiders i mean i guess is the question you know like like would we see right his horde kind of you know grow um mm-hmm. as it moves south yeah
4: I, I definitely think that uh the the book will be way more spectacular like the final war scene the show even as much as they build up the show i think the book has because they've touched on so many times like throughout the books and stuff how uh impenetrable some of these houses are and i feel like in the books the mm-hmm. the army of the dead is just going to go right through uh like castly rock and all mm-hmm. these castles are supposed to be just untouchable like uh, uh storm's end right and uh so yeah so i definitely think that as, as far as right now we haven't seen like the full strength of uh the army of the Dead.
1: right right you're right and they'll probably grow i mean you'd imagine kill folks you know oh yeah
4: uh, massively massively right
1: <laughs> right so i think that's 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 kind of neat you know the other question um lord hunter is just the night's watch you know once they get past the the wall first of all you failed all right first of all yeah, yeah, yeah. the night's watch you know come on guys <laughs> yeah. hey i know we only had 200 Bra- of Bra- let's go Bra- <laughs> Round one knockout. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you better start running for Winterfell. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if they would though. I mean, if I were them, I'd get to. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Shadow Tower. I'd get the <laughs> heck out of there, man. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> definitely. But it, any thoughts? I because mean, I think Sir Matt in the trailer didn't we see? Um, is it is it Tormund and uh, and, right. and Jorah? Yep. Weren't they headed somewhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look. Look that way. It looked like they were going. Because where are they when we leave them at the end of season Norman's seven? On the
0: wall, he's
1: running okay. for his
4: life as a wall falls. I think trying to find oh, his way okay. down the backside.
1: Yeah. Wow. So, so those guys, we could pick up maybe um, with with them early on and kind of see you know what's happening with the Nights Watch. I'm guessing we're gonna have to you know address that. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean the, the half the wall has been 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 blown away. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think that's a a good question to ask is, is do they have even time to retreat to uh, Winterfell or, you know what, maybe they don't even show that. And it's like when John and everyone else sort of sees this horde approaching, a bunch of crows are in the front, you know, and they've got their, you know, all of his friends have, have been turned or something crazy. Um, Oh yeah. You know,
0: that's great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That'd be nuts. I definitely definitely
0: think we're going to see somebody that they know as a white. Whether it's Hodor or, you know, uh, or some members of the Night's Watch or something, we're definitely going to see somebody that they know. I didn't
4: even think about Hodor until today. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" (laughs) (laughs) that's that's going to be a bummer, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, since we're talking about it, I mean, someone brought up a comment down here. It might have been someone mentioned that what he, I think it was you, uh, uh, Lord Hunter said that what if he kills Bran you know yeah <laughs> <would>
4: because <laughs> figure he figured he spent the whole half of the the story protecting him and carrying him and then uh, right. ironic it be for him to get into the castle and, <laughs> and somehow corner him he can't go nowhere well hey,
0: all you gotta do is say hey all you gotta do is you know tell him that you just as you're trying to get out hey i need you to hold the door and he'll hold even, the
1: door you, for yeah, me yeah, yeah to, i guess
4: uh, so uh, I guess luckily for Bran, he could. Well, I don't know. Can I guess Bran couldn't work into a dead, a dead. Uh, I don't know, we'll person, find out. I guess.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's interesting. Huh. Um, yeah. but, yeah, I I I always uh, to, to like sitting here now, just thinking back. Even when we were done with the whole um, Hodor thing, you know, in the, the, that last season, I was I was asking Sir Matt. I'm like, is he still? holding that same door is he I still up so. there <laughs> yeah just holding yeah. back you know this uh i just uh, that's, what, that's i picture him there right now just doing his job it's like you know? it's like you know it's like, <laughs> it's like you know like you had one
0: job while well, he did it so yeah, yeah he yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, did. he did yeah he did I did a better so, job
4: than i'd watch <laughs>
1: yeah yeah <laughs> oh gosh all right um yeah let's let's uh let's bring in um lady sarah here and and see if she has any thoughts just on because this is kind of a cool you know topic uh, uh about the night's watch and the role that they're going to play it's not something i think right. a lot of folks are really talking about quite frankly so yeah. uh she might be muted though she uh, i i
0: unmuted her on my end she may just have herself oh okay herself okay it's okay so.
1: yeah we, we can come back to her um Let's see here. Let's roll up to uh, the, uh, Lord Adam Parker then, real quick, and get some of his thoughts on on his, you know the role of the Night's Watch. And actually, we'll ask Lord Adam Parker the third question. Yeah, he's, uh, he's thoughts he's... on on
2: on Greywater Watch.
1: You know, uh, Howland Reed's. You know, keep. Lord Adam
2: Parker. Yes, yeah, somebody How'd asked. So, somebody asked the question, "What's that Greywater Watch?" I was going to respond with Howland Reed. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, no one can find it. It's a, uh, it's hidden like the uh, Black Panther placed. Yeah. Uh huh. Right? Isn't yeah. It supposed to be like hidden either with like magic oh, yeah. or some sort of. It's like, it's always moving. Or, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like moving.
0: what is it? What is it? Uh, in Wonder Woman, the the mascara or whatever, or is that what it's called? Where it's like the, the island. Was, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. I. I there's actually, if you get a on the wiki, if anyone wants to go look, it's there's a really cool picture of Greywater Watch, and it kind of shows you what their interpretation of how the keep would move you know like how it's almost like okay it's on like floating bogs yeah floating there you go floating bogs yeah yeah and how it can be pushed or pushed or moved
2: around you know i see Um, yeah helen reed probably can't uh figure out a way out stuck yeah i mean maybe it's been raining too much (laughs)
0: quite literally stuck in the mud
1: you know like stuck in the mud yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's it's a cool place though i mean it's it's a neat you know we haven't seen anything from him in the show or or the books
6: no. you
2: know no yeah and it, it's, i mentioned this earlier it's, you know germ said you can't bring a character like that in because he just knows too much right. and it's almost right. it sucks because it's like yeah this guy would literally help everyone out and he mm-hmm. can't be brought in because he just gives away the plot right, right. So i'm sure he will well. it's just
0: it's just going to be it's just going to be later
2: definitely later on in the show once everything you know Assuming the John parentage, like assuming that goes down, you know, um and then he shows up, maybe he shows up to confirm it, you know you, everyone's mm-hmm. kind of saying, like yeah, he, like Mira Reed left in the show, which right. seems mm-hmm. weird, um, so it, it makes it seem super likely that she's going to show up with Papa Reed, right. and he's going to be like, "Oh yeah, I was there. Uh, let me explain how this yeah. battle went down, or something yeah. like that.
1: that would be so cool. That'd be so cool yeah. if it happens
2: in the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and then, yeah. The Thoughts on the Night's Watch? The Night's Watch, yep. Uh, yeah, so in the trailer, you got Tormund, Dolores Ed, and Beric Dendarian. Uh Beric's using his flaming sword to light up a passageway. And I believe they're in Eastwatch by the sea. Uh, they're running um, probably north of the wall. Uh, I mean, on top of the wall, they're probably running away, I think, there's a big possibility somebody mentioned one once upon a time that they could be in the night fort castle. Okay. Like one of those, yeah. one of those abandoned castles. I think there's Eastwatch and then there's what one or two castles between mm. Eastwatch and night yeah. fort. Um, so maybe they're in one of the abandoned castles, maybe the one next door, maybe they made it all the way to night fort. I think it's like they don't have to go to night it's just like kind of, that's the only castle we know. So maybe they're an abandoned castle. They find their way down safely. Um, I guess it would have to... I mean, no. Dolores Ed is in uh, Castle Black still, so how does he show up with Tormund and barrack So maybe they go oh, to Castle yeah. Black, maybe they go somewhere and they have to like light their way through uh, tunnels. Um, I kind of like the idea that... I mean, you never know how fast these guys can run. <laughs> um, yeah. Can yeah I mean, Gendry... Gendry, Gendry, Gendry run, you know, can run just... Lingo Gendry speed. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> They, this show can make them go as fast as slow as they want to uh i like the idea i don't know if someone mentioned it or maybe it's just something i thought of that um battle takes place in winterfell and these guys come back and maybe they're down in winterfell and like everything's dark because like everyone's dead and Barracks like lighting up his sword you know and he's like okay guys we're here you show those three Nights watches behind them so they kind of uh pull up the flank on the battle um you know, whether yeah. they make it in time of the battle or maybe they don't. Um but definitely right. I think so in the trailer, Dolores Ed I think symbolizes Night's Watch. Um okay. I think he's the new he's the new leader, at least when John left, yep. right? He had some hands him right. hands on the cloak, You can burn it, wear it. Um right. so I, I yeah, I think the Night's watch will come into the fold kinda mm-hmm. battle. I mean how but there's like twenty oh. people left. Right, right.
1: Yeah, I like that I like that. What if, you know, like in the trailer, we see um, the Nights King show up at the, you know, with his with his horse at what I'm guessing is is Winterfell, right? And uh, what if at the, in the later stages of battle, you know, the Nights Watch kind of come out of nowhere, you know, from from the north or some 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 other
2: spot, you know? Uh-huh. Yep, that would and be- everything seems super lost, and you think the heroes are going to die, right? Yeah, like that and- would be cinematic gold you know it's like yeah okay everything's lost a couple we lost a couple good characters couple main characters they're fighting you know jamie's up there barely surviving he's like oh, like you know they kind of do that not like slow motion thing um but like yeah you know how it's like the music shows up and it's like okay the battle's lost and it's like oh man this is this is gonna hurt and all of a sudden barrett comes in with his flaming sword and like knights watch behind him and tormund come in um tormund comes in you get a couple like wisecrack jokes between like tormund and john you're like, yeah, you know, like, oh, where were you? It's like you didn't save any for me, or like, you know, keep right. right on that Lord of the Rings commentary where they're counting how many people they kill. It's like, that's right, just right. one, right? You get, like something like that while they're fighting, like that would be cool. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that would be awesome, and then they kind of save the day. Or you know, there's another theory someone brought up is you know maybe the Night's Watch is, um, and not the Night's Watch, maybe the White Walkers. That's like a distraction. They come up to. Winterfell kind of hold up some of these heroes but really what's happening is the Night King's going down with like another uh, squadron or like another troops to go down to the um, uh, the Red Keep Um, Mm. I definitely think that I think there has to be a battle or the Night King has to make it to King's Landing because we see in Danny's vision in the show at least we see yeah. she's in the red keep in the throne room the right. the roof is all destroyed and there's snow on her um there's snow falling down yeah. running on her arm and like you can see it like melting when it hits her it's 100 percent clearly snow right and so i i feel like you know because isn't there another vision with the dragons flying over hmm. um flying Lower over king. the Red keep as well over king's landing yeah. yeah and like that didn't that happened in season 7 when dinner yeah. comes in right so it's yeah. like these visions that they're showing come to fruition within the show so I, that's one vision that we haven't seen yet so i personally think night's king is coming all the way down maybe yeah. there'll be a two two front battle um right you know or no. it's like i was going to say they just hide in the crypts real quick and then Sure. You know, yeah. Maybe they move on and like that's their stronghold is the crypts and they kind of regroup. Maybe everything's lost. Maybe the the Night's Watch come in. That's when they start regrouping. Maybe they kind of um, hit the stragglers and the Night King's like, okay, you guys are good here. I'm going to keep going. I don't know. Um, yeah. We will cert- certainly we'll find out. Um, right. But you can definitely, you know, they just talk about the long night battle. They don't talk about like the short night battle. You know, or yeah. like, there's, there's, yeah. like I said, there's 400 hours of non quote-unquote long night battle or yeah. you know so there's there's so much that's like that's six and a half episodes of that six and a half hour long episodes that's more than half a season that is not going to be just this one battle that everyone's caught up on um, mm-hmm. and you could do anything in six and a half episodes long you can have right Seven more battles, like you can have ton more battles, like you know. There's yes, there's going to be a huge one that's 44 minutes long or whatever, but like there's probably going to be like a five minute long battle, a ten minute long battle. You know, it's going to be m- m- much more, Um right?
1: You know, right. Well, I I think someone I don't know if it's in the Facebook group or we got a raven about this who was kind of talking about you know the the Night King has been built up you know so much to just have it all be over at Winterfell right. would yeah right. it almost just be sell us a little short, you know it's like what well, we, we, we need more we need that threat to still right. be lingering, especially all like, the
2: coming and yeah. John in what is season four, isn't it, or is it no, I guess it's right when he goes to hard, so that's season five is he's mm-hmm. like, you know the long night's coming, and all the southern kings can't stop him, and the northern kings can't stop him. you know he does yeah. that speech right I thought like I've seen that speech multiple times and and, and you know a thing. I thought this speech happened in like season seven. That's a season five speech. And he like builds it up like this battle's coming. And Stannis talks about a battle. And everyone talks about this, I, which also I didn't realize until my rewatch and reread that Stannis is like pretty in to this uh, battle up north. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And like in the books, in like book three, they talk about these like glass, And Stannis is like, yeah, we have a ton of this on Dragonstone. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we'll use it against the White Walkers. Like, that's book right. three. So you yeah. can't you can't spend a majority of the show talking about the long night battle and then have that done in everyone saying episode three. Um, I think it could be a two part, or like episode three, episode four, um, and then yeah. have two f- and and those are the short episodes. That's not even the eighty eight minute long episodes where it's like, okay, now what do you do for the next two hundred minutes? The we've been leading up to this thing for six seasons, and like, oh, it's, mm-hmm. that's it. Like it's done. Yeah. Night King's done. Like, yeah. I think that's clim- so climatic that he. I don't think he dies in the long night battle. I think there's just a battle, like, you know, something. There's got to be more to it. So yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm kind of with you there. Yeah, yeah I, I, think I agree. Down north, definitely. I think the Night's Watch will show up. I don't know if they'll be as big of a part. I don't know if, and I mentioned this earlier. I don't know if the Night's Watch is going to be the light bringer. Maybe they are. And Barrett Dondarrion is. Had, that's maybe that's Lightbringer, his flaming sword, yeah, bringing yeah. the Night's Watch, which AK is Lightbringer, which my theory, that would like kind of tie it together, and it's like, sure, you built this up to be this sword that's on fire, and it's like, no, it kind of was this little sword that's on fire that's insignificant, but then also the Night's Watch, and it was like, when it's all said and done, that was Lightbringer. You know, it's like, right. we, we thought it was a huge prophecy, but that's kind of it. You know, I, I right. always joke so many times of like, you know, the battle's done, right? And it's like, so... You know they're debriefing after the battle, like who was the prince that was promised, and they're like, um, yeah, I don't know, we all we all kind of just fought, <laughs> like, yeah, we, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. really know if there was one guy who like did more than the others, but like, yeah, you know, we all played our part in it,
1: right, um, right, you know, it's like yeah, that makes,
2: that's more realistic in it, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly okay. it's more realistic in like in in war, you don't have that you know Troy moment with Hercules going against like one guy and it's like okay they settled it one mano Imano, mano uh, <clears throat> you know you're gonna have mm-hmm. the whole army going through so um, <laughs> yeah because it's gonna be cool to downplay the night uh the lightbringer at the very end like yes this was technically lightbringer but like we didn't this yeah it was really a letdown <laughs> um, right well it would be, be cool yeah M- M- maglem even
1: says you know the the real prince that was promised was the friends that we made along the way yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. um, yes. So there you go. Yeah. That's funny. That's um. All right. Well, I think, Sir Matt, we have uh, maybe just one more, and then kind of do like a round robin. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. everybody's everybody's yeah, thoughts. We're, in we're at about we're about
0: two and a half hours right now. So. Oh, nice. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's perfect. Um, for yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Like um, Monday's gonna be
2: great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So let's. Um, we kind of talked about this, this last one a little bit, like the re- the return of Hodor, which is the very last one.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, we we have Brand's vision, and it's yeah, it's it really. T- yeah. What do you think?
0: It might take. It might. It might be kind of long. Was there? There was one. Um. There's. We skipped. We'd actually skipped over like one or two.
1: Yeah, I put the uh, Who is Nisa Nisa, and then we've got uh, Jamie Lannister, Is Azor High and Patchface. Yeah. Those are the remaining ones, yeah. I guess we could just kind of maybe – We can probably just um, – You know what? Hey, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, I mean, th- with that question uh, of you know that we have of uh, the return of Hodor, as, as, as I call it, I mean, we could kind of get like a couple yes or no. Will, will we see him? You know, does he kill Brand? That t- sort of thing, or, or like, you know, what's what's a question that we could kind of? Because I think this is the last Ravens Nest that we have before. before the show. Yeah, so the, the next one's probably out. gonna be all season eight. So, um, yeah, like get yeah, some predictions okay. maybe or something.
0: Yeah, okay, so yeah, so yeah, here, yeah, so let's just do, yeah, let's just do that instead. Um, kind of, uh, let's let's say, uh, which character whether they return as a white or they are somehow still alive going into season eight so somebody we haven't seen in a while would do you most want to see on screen um Ooh. a character I would love and I think it would be an interesting way to do it um yeah. and, and like kind of like as a fan service nod I'm gonna go with uh something with one something of you sir Ezra is I think no. um and I'm talking I think this character returns maybe as a white which would be cool from the crips possibly of Winterfell, which I'm presuming is where she's buried. And that would be Catelyn Stark, you know, then that what? would be like, we maybe we <laughs> see a white Catelyn Stark and that is, um, you know, just a, kind of a nod, right. To Lady Stoneheart, right. It's just kind of like we, we didn't, we didn't get her in here, you know, in the show. And, um, it's just a, a way to kind of, you know, fan service, yeah. do a quick fan service of like Lady Stoneheart.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I see- maybe they brought her bones back or they brought her body back and, and she's, and so like
0: she gets raised right as a white, like that's kind of what's the, with what this Hodor question,
1: yeah. you know, was going to be so, and Hodor is well, one. So, yeah. So. Oh uh, yeah. Real quick, just real quick on that. You know, like if we go South, let's say like Lord Adam Parker was just saying, if we don't win, win or outright win the battle of Winterfell and they move further South and that army, you know, we start to rise. Cause when we get to the neck, I mean, if right. Catelyn Tully hasn't been given that last kiss by Barrett um, denarian then you know yeah for it, that could happen we I could like see that. her as lady Stoneheart too yeah 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 so yeah all right well yeah let's go around the horn and see like what's the character
0: yeah, and, it, and, to, it, and it could and it could be a character like Helen reed um bring him in you know it could be a character like serial pharrell jack and agar oh dario my naharis maybe he brings Quaith. over like quay yeah somebody so who who's who's gonna be somebody we may see uh in season eight that we haven't seen in a while? I'm gonna start with uh, Lord Hunter and just kind of move down the list and we'll finish with Lady Sarah here. So
1: I like this. Yeah. 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 Oh
0: man, God,
1: tough, that's a good it, one. It's
4: um,
0: tough. <laughs> as far as this, are they coming back as a
4: zombie on this question? Doesn't or, it have to be a zombie. Just <laughs> could could it be. Could, it could we well, like could be, I could I be feel somebody. Like we see- it's gonna really annoy me if Halloween Reed really doesn't show up at some point and start okay. explaining something. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. I feel like he's got it. I mean, but uh, as far as uh, or uh, you know uh, or Hordor, like coming back yeah. as a zombie, or uh, again, like i think think about uh, Lady Stoneheart. Um, yeah, you know all these people that you know, their bodies are still maybe intact somewhere, and hadn't been burned. Um, yeah, I don't know with Mart- Martel if I don't know if his body was burned or not, but if they get all the way to King's Landing. I don't know what oh. they did with his body, but. Right.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Prince Oberyn uh, or something like that. Yeah. If, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, depends on how far down they get, whether they could raise yeah. more of the folks who have died. Um, That's an interesting thought. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way to
4: King's Landing.
1: Right. Well, I, I like what you're saying, too. Like, everyone, I think, wants to see, like, Hal and Reed come back and just explain some crap. You know, like, tell us what yeah. the heck's going <laughs> right. on. Right. Yeah. Yeah, just so.
4: Scooby-Doo ending the thing. <laughs> right, yeah. If it weren't for you, you know. It was yeah, me yeah. all along. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <So, laughs>
1: that's great. Awesome. All right. All right. Uh, all right, cool. Yeah. With, all right, let's uh, go down the list here.
0: Checking with Lord Adam Parker here. Boom. Yeah. Oh, I just, I, oh, there we go.
2: There he is. Little, little Finger comes back, but it's Arya wearing his face. Oh, my gosh that'd be cool yeah uh would be would be epic and uh nymeria with a pack of wolves yeah i definitely Ooh.
0: yeah i definitely yeah. think i definitely think we're gonna get that i definitely think we're getting nymeria with some wolves
2: s- someone s- claims they saw see it in the uh in the trailer when they show the horses running
0: yeah
6: okay They
2: claim that there's like wolf feet in there mm-hmm. uh and i can't let it go if it's if that's not true then like that sucked yeah, <laughs> oh, like
0: yeah I don't know if we'll see it at the Battle of Winterfell, but I definitely, like, I, w- I would say 99.9% chance we're seeing Nymeria yep. With, yep. with a pack of wolves at some point.
2: And Serio and Pharrell would come back, and then Arya would be like, what? I thought you were dead. And he'd be like, are you serious? You think Sir Maren fucking Trance yeah. me? <laughs> 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 and he could, could beat for Maren Trance. And he says right, that right. exactly. And then the nod, the hound just winks and nods and, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Those, like are, those are my those are my three. Oh, OK, sweet.
1: nice. Um, all, all right. right cool. Here. And uh, real quick before we go to Maglam, oh, OK, Lady Liz actually has said on here, she said uh, someone who survived the sept uh, explosion, you know, or or, mm. of course, Helen Reed. But, you know, the idea that could anybody have survived that crap? You know, the explosion there at the Ooh, great Oh man. I would love it if Mar- oh. Marjorie Tyrell survived
0: because I think, uh, you know, the Tyrells, the Tyrells kind of get the short end of the stick, man. I like they come in, they're really powerful ah, and they're gone, you know. And,
1: yeah. I'm, I mean, and also we have, you know, we have Red Priest, Red Priest and Red Priestesses who the yeah. power's back, you know, to so raise some of those folks up, you know. Yeah. Half of um, them
0: don't exist in the show. True. Yeah. Like Loris, like Loris Tyrell, it, where he's at in the books is like, you know, so it's so different. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, let's get uh, let's get Maglem on here and, and see who he wants to see come back. Yeah. Uh,
3: right. Okay. So, first thing though, before I just say who I want to come back, just in relation yeah. to Lady Liz's point. Yeah. Uh, I've I'm thinking that in the books, Lars Tarly is going to shop again later on, and he's always been known for his beauty, but he got hit with boiling oil when he right. was seizing Dragonstone. Yeah. So uh-huh. he's going to be, I think, when you next if we next see him again, he might have like more of a hound thing going on. he's like got looks horribly burnt and disfigured over a large portion of his body. Yeah. So if that's the case and we see him raised up again in the show or something showing up, he might yeah. look horribly burnt and disfigured, which is an allusion to what he might end up like in the book.
1: That's good. Uh, a good call, yeah.
3: But the one I really want to see, I want to see, okay, uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again, White Ned Stark. Um, yeah. But it, at this point, he might just be bones because he's right. had to have time to decay. But wouldn't it be great if we see, like, for example, like Arya fighting the Army of the Dead, and there's like one of them's like just a skeleton that's gonna go swing at her, and then just yeah. stops, and like it's never addressed why, but it just stops for a minute, and then she just cuts it down, and it moves on.
5: But wow. the implication
3: being that that was like Ned, and he just had just right. enough like memory of who this was to just stop himself for a moment, yeah, And Wow. Then- and, like,
1: cool.
3: and like never that recognition, but it's just there. That's that I would, would like be... just a little subtle moment.
1: Yes, that something subtle like that that would mm-hmm. be. Yeah, just just the moment, the pause, and then maybe her back's turned, and like like actually that individual you know could have killed her, but then stopped, yeah. and then she you know gets free. Wow. Yeah, I like that. I like that. All right, okay, awesome. All right, let's move on over to Lady Sarah here. Yeah, she might be still muted. She, I think. Oh uh, no. no, there she is. Un-
5: un- unmuted.
1: Okay, awesome.
5: Um, so someone who just popped in my in my mind was whose body would, I would believe, be at Winterfell, considering he died first in the Battle of the Bastards, it would be little Rick and Stark.
1: Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, wow. Yeah,
5: um, I don't know if we ever found out what happened to his wife, I'm assuming Ram probably, you know, fed it to his dogs or something, but yeah, we still have, you know, he's, as, as far as people coming back from the dead you know there's only so many valuable uh or malleable bodies you know besides like bones or ashes or like ned you know his head could come back but i don't know how his right body would and so Rickon seems kind of like the freshest
1: oh i see what you're saying yeah yeah wow you're breaking my heart wow (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that's crazy that would I – and mean, that would really – it had the same effect that Maglum's kind of talking about, which is like to see one of your loved ones. I mean remember at uh, Hardholm, that happens, doesn't it, to uh, one of those wildling uh, uh, girls that children. she's – her children, yeah, and, and she just can't – she can't kill them. She, she couldn't, you know um, – and, and so she gets kind of froze there, and then she just gets overwhelmed. Yeah. Wow. I like that a lot. Okay. Oh, Wow. I think that uh, yeah, wow, sir Matt. I think we got through everybody there. Yeah, um, man, I I uh, I just want to throw mine in here. I said it a couple weeks ago. You know, my guilty pleasure is 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 Quaithe. Mm-hmm. I just you know she's already been in the show, so she, not that she's you know not coming back from the dead or anything. But my gosh, I would love yeah. to see her come back yeah. and, and just talk to talk to Danny or Jora or whoever. I it would be it'd be fan service, but it'd mm-hmm. be cool to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, so. you know, and then I guess my my last one here, just just to try and think of, is it all just makes it all just makes so much sense for me, dude. You have the the battle with the Night King, and then yeah. ev- then pretty much everyone else dies in the battle against Cersei, and then yeah. the one character who we never you know saw die on screen the one true king uh, of westeros no. stannis Baratheon, no? <laughs> uh, gets put on the throne and there we go hey, <laughs> hey you know what and he doesn't even come back as, <laughs> i can
4: like, just see maglo just he, here oh, no, just, no, no, like, no, no, no 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 yeah
1: uh, hey but like he's one of those guys who he comes yeah. back <laughs> He's like, uh, wait, i don't think he's even he comes back as a white i think he comes no, back and he just legitimately yeah. sits the throne that's a yeah, great I call
0: exactly man. yeah
1: he never he never died on screen, so
0: you know. Yeah, that's great. So, all oh right, man, all man, right. perfect. So, yeah, thank yeah. you guys so much uh, for coming and hanging out with us. We super appreciate it. It's always so much fun to blast through all these theories, um, right? Get to talk to you, get to talk to you guys with them about it because you know, Sir Ezra and I. These yeah, and I now talk about them all night. We we spent uh, oh. we spent Friday night pouring over a four-page uh, oh, <laughs> like gosh. epic theory where Not we're getting four page. I mean oh, it was like a four it's a, part it's a four 20 part 20. Page. It's probably it's like it's like somebody's like, you know, legit like
1: uh college
0: which, thesis or something which we're yeah, it, we're working on right now,
1: yeah. We're working on and I I wanted to mention too like um so if you want to participate in this, you know, we, all of our patrons, we think we can't thank them enough. Like, it's just, so, it's so cool that we're able to, um, we had that kind of support and we've got good folks in the Facebook group. We had a lot of, uh, Bannermen reach out to us and, um, want to give a shout out to, to all of them, you know, because they weren't able to make it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometime I think in April, we are going to do another one of these, but it might be kind of mid season mm-hmm. and we're going to try to do it on a Saturday. I'm trying to, cause I've had a couple people ask me if we could do a Saturday just because, oh, Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I said, sure, I'd talk to Sir Matt and we'd figure out a, a way to maybe do that um, just to mix up the times a little bit, get, get some more people on. And uh, yeah, so you can head over to patreon.com forward slash bend the knee and, and check out all of that. And like I said, we'll be doing that, that uh, the the conspiracy. I don't even, I don't even, because it's just such a, such a sick, um, I don't know, it's not even a green dream. I don't know what we would call it. It's just, it's going to be a cool, extra exclusive Patreon uh, four part series that we do plan on doing towards the end of the. Show probably you know mm-hmm. going into the summer, mm-hmm. so, but yeah, it's been fun, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. So,
0: all right, guys. Well, uh we have the reread coming for you later this week. So, as we're going to record that uh later this week, so we can get this Raven's Nest posted as early as possible. And uh, people have asked me to, you know, they they say they miss, you know, that we we haven't used older uh, different sayings, right? You know, for. From, oh yeah, from different houses and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, yeah. So I thought, uh, you know, let's let's go back. Let's find, find one we haven't used in a while. So uh, yeah, in in the words of House Greyjoy, Sir Ezra, we do not sow.